brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increasing synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Excited and delighted to be with you guys. As always, we got an amazing episode, good conversation. I'm excited for it uh, coming up. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Want to give a shout out to everybody who's listening to us live on all of the social media apps, whether it's Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, 
wherever you are, man. Shout out to you guys and uh, let us know where you're listening from. Go ahead and post it there in the chat and share this out. Share this video out. Helps the algorithms. Click that like button. It helps the algorithms. And make sure that if you are rocking with us, click that notification bell as well to be notified when we upload new content. So we're up against the algorithms these days, and uh, you know every little every little bit helps. So go ahead and click that thumbs up, like button, share it out with uh, with a friend or family member, somebody who needs to see this. It's going to be good. Uh, I want to say another huge thank you to everybody supporting my work via Patreon. This is a listener supported, listener funded show. Doesn't exist without your help. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for believing in the vision and being co-creators with me for this platform and this podcast and everything that I'm creating. Couldn't do it without your help. And uh, give a shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. Shout out to Simone B. Thank you, my friend, for coming on. Believing in the work. If you'd like to support Go to patreon.com backslash truth seeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music. There's 200 plus songs. You get access to our Thursday night hangouts and a bunch of other cool behind the scenes stuff as well. Check it out. Uh, patreon.com backslash truth seeker. You can also go to truthseeker.com to get all the updates about my book, about our upcoming retreats and all those events as well. So checking out truthseeker.com. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's discussion. My guest today is Cecil Glenn, a.k.a. DC, the Brain Supreme from the legendary group Tag Team. Brother, what's going on? Welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast, man. Man, you make me feel like I'm not putting in enough work. Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> that introduction. You working, man. Hey. Yeah, do them what's quick plugs on, real man? quick, man. We got to pay the bills, you know. Yeah, I understand. Hey, I'm, I'm working too, man. It's good yes, to sir. be here, man. Good to be here. This is it, man. So, uh, man, I'm, uh, you know, talking to a legend right now, man. I remember, you know, going back to, you know, everybody talks about nostalgia, man. 1993, 1994. You know, I was in elementary school and uh, listening to your music. And it, it definitely got me into hip hop. I'm doing what I'm doing today. And, and those early songs that I was listening to and Whoop, There It Is was a huge freaking song. And uh, everyone was singing it. And you, you, you were a part of it. Your version was amazing. And uh, dude, I'm, it's just a, a pleasure to have you on and blessed to be able to speak with you. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Let's chop it up. Yeah. So let's talk about the early days. Let's talk about 1992, 1993, where where you were, uh, you know, writing that song and, and coming up with it. And just the whole vibe was was different back then. So w what was it like writing a song that topped the charts like that, that and, and changed the culture for real? Well, for me, it's just, it's a different situation. Like everybody thinks it's this big rocket science project with whiteboards and physics and theorems and all kind of things like that. And it basically was a song of the times, how we used to party on a Friday night. It was that simple. It wasn't anything that went into it, just uh, two cats making a song. And, you know, I remember um, us being in the Southeast and, you know, I grew up, Denver, Colorado, and went to school at Sacramento State University in Sacramento, California. And in college, I was a DJ, and I was inspired by all the hip-hop from all over the country, because I would order my records from 12-inch dance records in D.C., I'd order from uh, San Francisco, I'd order from L.A., I'd order from New York. So every Friday, I would get all the newest records from every region all over the country. 
And a lot of those records were white labels. So I was I was just getting the beginning, the street level, you know, hood level, uh, you know, borough level hip hop and then playing it in California. So we were a hip hop group. We always made hip hop. And being in the Southeast, you know, you come to the realization you're in the land of booty shake, right? And land of bass music. And I went to Steve and I was like, hey man, we gotta, we're never gonna get out of here if we don't make a, a bass record. And he was like, man, I can't make that stuff. That stuff is kind of difficult. You know, I, you know, I'll try it. And I was like, don't make it harder than what it is. I said, just keep it simple. Keep it the essence of hip hop. And to me, the essence of hip hop is Planet Rock, right? Planet Rock, Egyptian Lover, Al Nafish, these records like that, because that was the beginning of the B-Boy era. You know, you had the message and Grandmaster Flash before that, and then Kraftwerk and all them before that, but Planet Rock set it off to where everybody was dancing, right? And he was like, word, because we all loved those songs. And he made the beat, and I had a stack of rhyme books, and I'm always working on lyrics, so I was working um, on this one song called Womb, There It Is. And basically it was a party saying, like, throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. Something like that, right? It was basically one of those. And I just put it to that beat and it meshed pretty good. And we went and we recorded it. And I remember that day, I used to work in Magic City, you know, America's number one adult entertainment complex. That's what I used to say. And uh, went to work that night, popped the cassette in. And to this day, that's the biggest response on any record that I've ever played. I've been DJing for 30 years, right? So kind of knew I had something, but me and my hubris as a young man thought every record I made was a big record, right? <laughs> so um, I played it for a little while and then we moved on to the next record, right? It was just another record to us. And it took about four months. We recorded that in the August of 1992 took us about four months and one of the girls was like, how come you don't play Womp There It Is anymore? And I was like, I'll play it. And I played it again. Same response, right? But this time, brother named Alan Cole from Columbia Records was in the audience. He was one of my record reps who would bring me records, right? Because back then we had record reps for every region for all the major labels. And they would bring us record vinyl um, like every week. And then we had all the newest records to play, right? So that was one source of records. Then we had the record pool. So albums for Columbia Records, he was like, what is that? I was like, it's my new record. He was like, give me that, man. I'm about to take that to New York. And he sent it to New York. And New York, you know, Columbia Records was interested. And then I knew I had something. And then I went to all the labels and all the labels were interested, but all the labels didn't really know what to do with that type of record. So I felt like I was getting the runaround. And, you know, it was so frustrating that I almost gave up. And a lady named Lisa McCall, I think she worked for Mercury Records. She was like, you need to talk to Al Bell. He used to own Stax Records. Mavis Staples, Isaac Hayes, uh, Otis Redding, way back in the day, right? They're one of the original. And he did the Deuce record, Daisy Dukes, last year. And it went gold. And I was like, oh, okay, that's right. And we played the heck out of that record. And it was a big record. And I called him and it took him about a week to get back to me. And I was like, Mr. Bell, we got a hit record, man. You know, I've tested it. 
I don't know what else to tell you, but you need to sign us because this is a hit. And I guess that was music to his ears because he was like, okay. And it's like, first of all, you haven't even heard the record. And he was like, brother, I don't have to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Yeah. Let's agree to agree. And I gave my two weeks in Magic City, signed a messed up record deal in a month and a half. We were <laughs> platinum. Wow. Yeah, man. Amazing. And on our way. And I, I had a ball and just going around the country traveling the world singing a record that made people happy yeah and when you're a new artist you think things are going to last forever right you think every record that you make is going to be the best you think that you're going to be in the music game for a long time and a lot of that is true <laughs> but there are caveats to all that because you know because we signed a pretty um, terrible deal. It wasn't the worst, though. I've seen way worse. And we did receive a lot of money. We just didn't receive the money we should have received because the record company went bankrupt. But despite all that, it was, uh, it was one of the best times of my life. And, you know, for those next three summers, we were, we were, you know, steady on the charts. So I have no regrets. I take full responsibility for all my actions back then when I was a young, dumb man, <laughs> right? And <laughs> I just kept going, right? I kept going. I never gave up. I knew one day we'd have our day in court. I knew that I had to do other things other than that. So I prepared myself for the trials and tribulations of life. And, you know, here I stand, the best me that I could possibly be. And tomorrow I'll be an even better man than I was yesterday. I see. So that's my goal. That's my goal in life is just to be better than I was the day before. And that's why I grind so hard. That's it, man. Um, mm -hmm. What was one of the first things you bought when you got the bag? Like when you got that first large sum of money, like what was the first thing? Was it a house? Was it a car? You know, a lot of young people buying when they get that money. First thing I did was I cleared my credit. <laughs> got my credit top notch. Well, that was that's smart. The first thing I did, because, you know, I got suckered in in college where they let they laid the table out. And they say, hey, we got free money for you in the form of credit cards. <laughs> and and got me for three, four credit cards. And I maxed them out in like 22 days, yeah. right? And, you know, because I'm 19 years old. I don't know any better. And, you know, that lasted for a while. So I was able to clear my credit. I was able to set up some accounts. They were able to get me an accountant. And then, um, then I got suckered into buying a Mercedes Benz which I shouldn't have done, but I had fun. I'm not going to see now looking back on those things and they were, they were just real stupid because none of that really meant anything. Right. It, it, it didn't mean anything. What, you know, have a nice car or got a nice truck or just a nice, nice car. doesn't have to be a Mercedes because what people don't understand about Mercedes and high end cars like that, this is, this is a, the downfall of strippers too. <laughs> they buy you buy Mercedes Benz, but you don't realize how much the insurance is going to be, and you don't realize how much the maintenance is going to be. Yeah, the cost to fix those the cars. Cost for to sure. fix those cars, right? Yeah. So that will drain you. You know what I mean? And also, what you don't understand is, you know, you think you can fight a record company, but you don't realize that they've got long money and you've got short money in the grand scheme of things. And to fight two record companies. It's just going to be, uh, it's not going to happen. 
right? And then you soon realize that I'm not spending all my money on fighting these people when they fighting each other, right? So you you know you learn those lessons when you're young, and if you can get out of them unscathed, you 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 can really have a nice career. But our career was stalled back then. So and like I said, I don't regret it. I just put my ears back, went back to DJing. It was pretty, pretty much making show money as a DJ. So I was never lacking for money, but you know, just not being able to really, you know, just take advantage of the good fortune that I had with that record, you know, was sometimes, sometimes just a little frustrating. But I realized maybe five years afterward that, you know, you can't look at the glass half full. Yeah. You have to look at the glass. Not I mean you have to look at the glass half empty. You have to look at it half full. So yeah. DC, you got a forever hit record. Because yeah. I thought it would be dead by then, but then it's like it keeps popping back up. Yeah. Right? It keeps popping back up in movies and commercials. And, you know, and then here comes Elf. Right? I'm sitting in the movie theater and I'm looking, laughing at this movie, and then bam, we get to the middle room and I'm looking, I'm listening to my song. And I'm like, nice. and I didn't even know anything about it. Right. Yeah. So it's like uh, those little things. Every time I heard it, when I didn't know about it, was the frustration, right? But then on the other side was of that, because of me and my hustle, because of who I am, I'm like, how can I make money off of this? It's up to me to make the money off of this, because it's my hit record. And after that, Elf, I knew I had a hit record forever. So it's up to me to realize the opportunities that come from this record and get what you can get, yeah, right? Instead of crying over spilled milk, because that gets you nowhere. Yeah. And that's... That's true in life as well. So you got to forget the past. You just got to keep grinding and moving forward, play offense. And I did that and I'm in the club. So I was like, I was in the big, you know, big in the self-help. I became a licensed commodities broker, right? And learned about stocks, commodities, Forex trading, the whole nine. And I wasn't good at it because it's basically intellectual gambling. That's how I see it. And there are other forms of investing that are better or take it out of my hands, right? But I can monitor because I know what I'm looking at. So I got an education out of all that. And then I started working on my money and found a good institution, Edward Jones, and they taught me a lot. You know, they taught me going to create a whole bunch of little buckets and we're going to take a little money here, a little money there, a little money there and fill up those buckets. And over time, those buckets get full and we get more buckets. And then those buckets turn into big buckets without you even knowing because you did you put you did the hard work just by filling up those buckets. And yeah. you think, you know, you think that investing is gonna take forever, but you know, forever is next week. Yeah. That's how fast forever runs up on you, right? And <clears throat> so I, you know, I feel I feel great about that because I've always been good. And you know, then I, I was into the self-help, real self-help thing, just going through all the books and educating myself. And, Who's your um, favorite? Probably Anthony Robbins, because it's just pure motivation. Yeah, right? powerhouse, energy. That just, like, like, you don't really, you don't really follow his, his rules, but as far as pure motivation to find your own way, man. You like that's Bob Proctor at all? Uh, probably. But see, I do so many. See, that's another thing too, man. 
a lot of stuff is hard to retain, right? But you get bits, bits and pieces Nuggets. off of it, right? Nuggets. And I can't remember any of the art. Like, I remember Robert Tiasaki because he was big. That was what, in his, like, infancy when he just started. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? So yeah. it's like, I remember that. I remember there's a lot of books I don't really remember. There's one book about archery and mastery. I remember that. But the main things that I that really helped me is from a book I cannot remember. But it's about a guy who um, he wanted to own a pie shop. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So what he did is he went and worked at a pie shop. And he started as a busboy. And then he became uh, one of the pie makers. And he did every part of that company or every part of that store. And then he left. And he started his own pie company. And he called it Getting in the Corridor. So I was like, I can practice this while I'm at the club, right? So that's what started my marketing career. Because I'd always done radio spots. I'd always, you know, you in the club, it, like I was never just a DJ. I was the DJ. I'm the sound guy. I'm the lighting guy. I'm the guy who's going to cut your radio spots. I'm going to cut your TV spots. I'm going to write your copy. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to have seven, eight streams of income yeah. in one place to make myself invaluable to you. So that's was my getting in the corridor. And I said, I want to be the marketing for this club that I was at. So I put together a business plan. It took, took me about six months. I didn't realize the business plan was that hard because you got to actually do the work. You come through with numbers. But it's about this club to be their, their, their you know, head of marketing. And I got it all finished, bought a projector, went in there and did a PowerPoint presentation. Just overkill, right? But, you know, the owner of the club was so impressed, she cut me a check for 25 Gs right there. It was like, get started. Then I got to practice all the things that I'm good at. Photoshop, uh, uh, Premiere Pro, uh, Adobe After Effects. You know what I'm saying? I learned all these things as I grew, but still DJing and still in music and still making, try to make music. And, you know, fast forward, I was like, I want to be better at yeah. the radio spot. So I started voiceover, right? And then 2010, 2011, there was an incident where everyone thought that Barack Obama was in our video, right? <laughs> And I was at work one night and they kept coming to get me at the DJ booth like there's a lady that needs to talk to you. And I'm like, get a, get a message. I'll talk to her later. That's like, no, she needs to talk to you. So I went and talked to her and I was like, hey, I'm at work. Call me in the morning, right? It was a reporter from the New York Times who told me about it, right? And said, Gawker 
had made uh, had done an article that Barack Obama was in your you guys' video, and now the world is going crazy. And I was like, how did you even find me? And she was like, over the hills and through the woods. It was hard to find you, but I found you. And I realized that right then that that was a problem. Like, you're not going to make no money if they can't find you, right? Because we're not really doing shows. We're doing an NBA show here, NFL halftime show, right? But we're not doing show shows. And then I thought that would change and it would never happen again. And that's what started my SEO career, right? Search engine optimization, uh, learning how to build websites. But I did it in the corridor because I was at the club. Yeah. So I practiced yeah. with the club. You see what I'm saying? Hey, listen, we we speak in the main we speak in the same language. That's one of the reasons I wanted wanted to get you on here too, is because like, yeah, I'm into the music. I want to talk about the music. I still want to keep talking about it. But the SEO stuff, I, I enjoy it. And the Photoshop and mm -hmm. everything that you're talking about, the same thing. And I want to pick your brain on that too. Yeah. Um, really quick question before we move on too far. You mentioned Photoshop and After Effects and all that kind of stuff. And so with your your press kit that that's on the uh, website, and there there's some nice photos of you guys that have effects on them and there's like a there's like watermark photos and stuff i just want to ask did you do those photos or did somebody else do them for you because i do i do everything hey, tag team. i already know because already and then know. The, so here's what here's what i got i have such a good example of that so i've been with, i've been doing photoshop since day one right since back in the 90s when it was just the just a rinky dink, right? Just something to put, do a flyer, just have a picture and a flyer. But as I got better at Photoshop, I started using templates, right? Yeah. Same, any, anything with Adobe, they have, they started having like yes, real sir. big templates around two, 2000, some 2000, maybe eight, seven or eight. Yep. And I really became, I, you know, I was like, how do I use this? So I basically reverse engineered all those templates, you see, you, you, everything is already ready. All you gotta do is just change the words or what have you, right? But I end up reverse engineering all those templates. And that's how I learned to be really proficient in Photoshop, you know, anything Adobe, right? Then I learned about plugins. Then I learned about, you know, actions. Then I learned about, cause there's just such a plethora of things that you can utilize and third party stuff that you can utilize with any of those platforms. Yeah. That it does take time to learn. You can't, you're not just gonna learn that on the fly. Where'd you get right, them unless from? Unless you do it every day in your work. Did you have a, a bank or a website that you use? Maybe Graphic River. That's where. That's I love Graphic River. Do you have Graphic a certain River? Uh, yeah, uh, I use the whole Envato. 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 I all just signed Graphic up. Graphic River, Cold Canyon, all of them. Right. So yeah. I'm learning how to backward engineer websites and learn how to backward engineer all that stuff. And Envato was really key. Before Envato, it was a uh, what's the name of that site? It just had all the finished products, but it didn't have like the PSD files and stuff like that. But you will see what cats were doing. What is the name of that site? DeviantArt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always seeing what people were doing. I was like, how are they doing that? And I just got good with it. And, you know, fast forward to maybe 2015. I started understanding that you could take any picture and make it good because all I had was old pictures of us, right? And then we start taking new pictures. But then, you know, the new pictures get old too. And you can't just have the picture. So how can I bring these pictures to life to where they just they're art? Right? Now, now it's art. Now it's a part of a story. 
Now it's part of a narrative. And people, people love it. They love all those pictures. That's why I put them in a folder to give anybody the, the, what they need to do, to do, to be creative in how they want to be creative with anything they want to do that has to do with tag team. Yeah. That's how you create your own narrative. So, so when we go back to the Barack Obama situation, you know, I'm like, I'm getting, we did a whole week of press and I couldn't take advantage of it because nobody could find me. And there was money to be made there. That was a pivotal point. And I was like, that'll never happen again. And, you know, back then you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. You type in tag team today, it's all tag team. And it took me that long, yeah. right? Because SEO is a moving target. They change algorithms and they update things so people can't cheat, people can't manipulate. Which right? is why we're and dealing with YouTube yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. But even with YouTube, it, you know, they can hold you back and do things as well because YouTube used to be SEO, but it's not anymore. But YouTube is SEO, right? You can't say that because I can tell you the one thing that people don't do in YouTube is fill out their descriptions. They don't fill out their, they don't fill out when you go in any platform, you have to fill out everything. Because if you don't, how does Google know how to place you? Right? So that's why people say, you, you know, YouTube is not good for SEO. YouTube is the best for SEO. Because now it's changed from keywords to hashtags or suggestions. Whenever you type something in, you see... 10 suggestions of what Google thinks you should want to be. Wouldn't you want to be in some other, in, ten, in one of those 10 suggestions? That's how you yeah. use yeah. YouTube watch for time. SEO. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's and definitely changed fill, from like- You have to fill out your descriptions and put those keyword and put those uh, suggestions in your keywords yeah. or in your titles or in your descriptions or anywhere there. So when Google spiders crawl through, they see you. If you don't fill out your description, they don't see you. Even if you buy YouTube advertising and you don't fill out your descriptions right, they still don't see you because that algorithm crawls everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And when they see people starting to manipulate, manipulate it, they change the algorithm, right? So every, your SoundCloud, your Facebook, your Instagram, mm -hmm. your LinkedIn, any platform you're on, you fill out every description you can. All you got to do is, this is what I do. Take a bio, get somebody to help you write a bio. And then you put in one paragraph in one spot, then put read more here. Send them to the next part, read more here. And send them all over that platform to fill in every little bucket, just like an investor. Now all your buckets are full and you're going to get a return on all that hard work you put in on one platform. Yeah. And now that platform is going to be seen on the first page of anything that's you, or it's going to be seen in pages that if you put the right hashtag or the right keyword or the right suggestion, it'll be there too. Yep. Right. That's how search engine optimization works. Google gives you the game. Yeah. But people don't. People are not willing to go through what it takes, and it's not really. A, it's not that it's hard. It's that it requires organization. And time, you got you, you got to spend a little bit more time. You can't just throw. You got to spend up a there. little bit more time, but there's ways around that as well. And 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 this is my whole theory of existence right now is with what I do. You have to learn how to learn, right? 
And learning how to learn is having banter like you and I are having where you say YouTube is not really for SEO. Okay, so if YouTube is not for SEO, how can I come up with a solution to what he said, right? And then I gave you a solution to what you said. That's learning how to learn, right? You take, you know, I, I lost 100 pounds recently on keto and everybody gave me every excuse why they couldn't do it, which actually helped me get through it because they gave, they would give me an excuse like, well, you know, I can't, you can't, you're not supposed to use olive oil because olive oil burns and you're just, it's going to be expensive going through olive oil. So I, I do olive oil for fried chicken, right? And I'm like, okay, what's the solution to that? Well, as soon as you finish frying the chicken, you strain your grease and it cools down and then it doesn't sit there burning. Then you get 15 additional fries out of that grease as long as you strain it and then use a filter, just like you would at a fast food restaurant. And you're only doing one. You're not cooking a whole day's worth of chicken. You're cooking one batch of food for yourself. Now you can have all the food you love that does no carbs, has no sugar in it. And you're going to drop weight like that because you re-engineered food. You've learned how to learn to do something different. Everything can be done different. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like with me and SEO, that's my tool to get in other lanes and different lanes and come up, right? Like I'm about to start working on our events page or the booking page because now we're getting shows. So now I'm trying to find innovative ways to be, you know, just to get keywords that deal with booking and concerts and Live Nation and, and things of that nature. And now I'll be booking in places where people can find me, where they're looking for something else and might see me because it's, it's in the same lane, yeah. it's in yeah. the same realm, yeah. right? Now, I'm getting eyes where I wouldn't have gotten eyes before. That's the key. People have to see, you have to put yourself in front of people where they don't even know that they're, they're looking for you. You're a pleasant surprise, right? And you do that with SEO. I always ask people, if you were you, what would you type in to find you? Yep. And they type it in and they don't see them. That's a problem. Yeah. One of the, you know, the ways I've promoted my podcast, I'm 400 episodes in now, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's working with people who are in, people are looking them up and they may not be the biggest, right? But mm -hmm. um, I've made sure that I've given you over 300 words that I've, you know, titled the pictures, that person's name so that I'm yeah. getting some of the traffic off of these, you know, bigger name people that other yeah. people are searching and they're going to find the podcast. And so I've totally like done the same thing and fell in love with SEO and, and Yoast plugin hey, and all that kind of stuff to, to get some of the organic traffic, man, that people yeah, would... Let me tell you something. 300 words doesn't mean 300 words of tech, of just writing. 300 words could be 100 words of writing, but the rest are links. The rest are ways to get things. The rest are just, you You have to fill out. Links. Yeah. Yeah, oh, anchor, yeah. I mean, you know, but even, even and then the anchor leaks, you know, there's there's rules to that. Like bad anchor link and bad anchor text can kill your site, right? Anchor text should always be straightforward and narrow. It should be about your brand, right? It shouldn't be about this, about this, about that. That'll kill your site because now Google is confused about where to place you, and then it won't place you. But if you, but good, but if you're pinpoint accurate with what you want Google to see and where you want Google to place you, which is your brand then Google will give you a whole bunch of keywords for your brand. Yeah. But Google won't give you a whole bunch of keywords for a whole bunch of keywords.
You see what I'm saying? It don't work like that. And people yeah. think it works like that. So everybody's always, everybody's always concentrating on a whole bunch of keywords when it's about the one page, right? So like, perfect example, if you type in to any social network, you, do, you type into Twitter, you're going to see tag team's picture. You're going to see that artwork all over the place because every time I tweet, that picture comes up if I have my have whatever page it is that I have that main picture connected to. Now, in a platform that really is just about text, I'm getting eyes because of the picture. I'm telling the story through the picture, and the picture brings them back to me, and that's called open graph. And you do that with every social network you have. Right, you do open graph with video. It could be a video that when I take, when I say thank you to somebody and have my website on it, and that picture pops up, it's still the text, but that open graph lets the picture pop up. Now that person's like, "Ooh, that's a dope picture. Let me go see what their website is about." When they wouldn't have thought that before, because people don't like links, right? Links are scary sometimes. Links, especially if they're they not they don't look right. Yeah, you got to do it through pictures. You got to do it through video. You can do it through a thumbnail. You can do it through and all these things, Google reads with spiders. And that's how it learns how to place you. And over time, that's why your site creates domain authority because you're trusted and they know you're not gonna do, you're, they're not gonna be any shenanigans. So now that you can do it. You have a Google knowledge graph. When I first started SEO, I didn't even have a Google knowledge graph. Pick the big picture on the right side with your picture and stuff like that. And I had to learn how to edit Wikipedia pages. Because Wikipedia, that tells the story, right? Back then, if people, people always go to Wikipedia and they take whatever's there and then they'll write a story about you. And they'll write a stories about us and 20 years, stuff that happened 20 years ago and stuff that happened here and there and other narratives that just really were detrimental and they're not telling people where to find us. So I had to go in, I had to change that. You go to Wikipedia now, they just did a Nikki Swift on us. They said, we're going to do a whole video on Tag Team and Scoop. And because I changed all that information to fit my narrative, now I just watched one of the best video documentaries, three-minute documentaries about tag team I've ever seen. You kind of helped create it. Good. Tell yeah, the story. Exactly, exactly. The and, narrative. And what I did was, instead of trying to get stuff taken off, because it's hard to get stuff taken off, <laughs> yeah. what you do is you call the author of that. And, and, when, and for artists, it's discogs. Uh, about all those little, you know, Spotify, you reach out to them, do a new article. Now the new article replaces the old article. You can keep all those little things underneath. They're not bad because they're not giving old information. They're giving a the new information because you did a new article. Nice. Man, I've been talking about this for hours. Man, listen, I want to keep that much. I want to keep talking about it with you, but we we got it. We have to talk about the Geico commercial, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the but song came out. It all fits in. Yeah. That's why it's the beauty of these of me talking. Okay. Is that everything intertwines with everything else? Geico, perfect example. 2011, Barack Obama, right? <laughs> and I just pulled up the I pulled up the the image of that for people watching. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Two, I, two, I remember two. seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think about now, 2020, Geico calls because they looked at the website. There's a phone number where there's a uh, I have a dedicated phone for tag team. They call that number. I'm not there. But they kept looking. And because I laid incredible breadcrumbs for the last 10 years, they went to my IMDB because I'm an actor and I do voiceover. 
And when they went to the IMDB, all my information is there. And they called my agent for acting. So my agent calls me and says, DC, Geico just wants to book you for a commercial. And I'm like, all right, stop playing with me because I didn't even audition for a Geico commercial. <laughs> it's like, well, they called us and they're like, they're trying to get you guys. I'm like, wait a minute. This is tag team. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And because I laid those breadcrumbs, they called my agent. My agent calls me. Now I get the information. If I didn't have that stuff out there, they might have tried. They might have had four different groups that they wanted to do something with. Yeah. And we would have been so hard to find it. They would have went to another group and we would have lost that. Because yeah. that happened to me. But there it is a couple of years ago with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lady Carmen was like, DC, I finally found you, but it's too late. We were going to do a whole season deal with you. Wow. You guys are going to get paid. And I was like, I couldn't find you. I was like, you's a lie. I said, what you type in? I was like, you go to tag team. You can, you find me all day. She's like, I typed in Ruth, there it is. And I was like, oh. And see, I naturally thought everybody knows tag team sings Ruth, there it is. But not everybody would think that to type in tag team, they type in Ruth, there it is. So I had to re-engineer Ruth, there it is. So now it comes all to, it comes all to perfect fruition with Geico. Now I'd let my agent make the deal with Geico because my agent is, that's what acting, that's what they do. They do commercials. I do, I've done, I've done four commercials, right? I booked the Pizza Hut National before the, uh, before the uh, pandemic for, for last year's March Madness, right? But, and I wasn't mad that I didn't get it. I was mad that I booked because that meant I was getting better as an actor, right? So all these things led to Geico. We make the deal and everybody's like, man, aren't you happy? You know, down, I'm like, I was happy the first two days, <laughs> but then I knew I had work to do, yeah. right? And that and was just a regular commercial at first, right? It was just... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you had work to do. So yeah. we met with the right... They was like, it's going to be soup. There it is. I'm like, man, how am I going to prepare for this? So I started watching the Seinfeld, you know, Seinfeld episodes, the soup Nazi, just trying to get ideas to create things, right? They were like, no, no, we're going to do ice cream. And that was in my wheelhouse because my father used to make us ice cream when we were kids, 
We'd be in the driveway. He'd come with the egg, sugar, and vanilla, put it in the cylinder. We'd have the ice already ready with salt. We had a hand crank churn. Mm -hmm. My brother do five. I do five minutes, 20 minutes. You got two <laughs> happy kids eating ice cream out of a, a silver cylinder that was better ice cream, happy as can be. I wanted to bring that essence to the Geico commercial, and I did. And I also knew that kids love sprinkles. I wanted it to be a party to where children would look at it and be like, Mom, I want a party like that. And that's every, every kid loves sprinkles. So how am I going to do sprinkles? Well, I want to do it with the salt bay. But I couldn't do it with the salt bay because I had a long sleeve shirt on and it was sticking to my, my shirt. I guess they had like old sprinkles and it just didn't, you know, we shot it, but it didn't work that right. I wanted a spinning scoop and I couldn't find a fabricator to make one. But the sprinkles was owed to LeBron James when he goes to the scorer's table. There's a dance that we do down here in the South called the Yeek. I wanted to bring that in so the whole Southeast, people know it when they see it, but so the whole Southeast will know that we represent all these little things. I just wanted five or six that I could bring to the, to the director and say, hey, we need to do these. So when we had our uh, wardrobe meeting and production meeting, the director was like, whatever you want to do, DC, whatever you got, hey, let's go. And I was like, well, I wanted to have the spinning scoop. And he was like, it'll be done tomorrow. I was like, what? And it was done the next day. And the spinning scoop, the sprinkles, the chocolate. That was amazing. Oh, that's things. the point. That's the point in my in my head. Chocolate, chocolate. That came. That came. From, that, that was made on the fly by a director. Then did like, and then now you have this collaboration, just spawning idea after idea after idea. And what I'm most proud of is that those ideas that came from this brain of a brain supreme are some of the things that make that guy go commercial special. Yeah. And that for me is the full circle of everything I've ever done. That's why all the things and all the failures and all the things you do in your life, they're seeds that are planted, right? And there's seeds that you just don't worry about. You keep pushing. Like everybody thinks that it's supposed to be a quid pro quo. If I do something, this is supposed to happen. And I'm like, well, if you're in a garden and you plant a seed, yeah. And you can make sure the dirt is right and put the seed in. Do you sit down and cross your legs and be like, grow seed, seed, grow. Why aren't you growing seed? I quit. No, you don't do that. You plant the seed, keep it moving. Right? And then you come back, that seed is a little sprout. Oh, okay. Come back, that seed is a bush. Right? And all these seeds of my life have been planted whether I knew it or not, especially in the last couple of years, and now standing in a forest of opportunity that I could have never imagined, right? Never imagined. And I'm still pushing because now the, I'm, I'm putting in work. And then after we shot the commercial, I'm putting in war work. I'm trying to find a publicist. Well, I can't, they're like, I don't, we don't know what to do. It's a pandemic. We don't know what to do, blah, 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 blah. But this is one of my seeds right here. Anytime I go hit, get hit up against a wall, I go join an organization. Because what? Organizations or societies are filled with professionals in that lane that have been in the game 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And that organization is to help new people in that, or in that field get the, get the resources and the things that they need. So I said, all right, thank you. 
I joined the uh, Public Relations Society of America, PRSA, right? And two days in, I'm on a, on a Skype with a CEO of a PR firm. I'm learning the game. We getting there. And I asked a question because I had a press release ready to go. But I was like, hold on. Make sure you do this right because I've done press releases before. They didn't really pan out the way I wanted to. But I asked the question, and then she's like, well, what's it for? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in a Geico commercial that's called Scoop. There it is. And I'm looking at the chat, and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that's my favorite commercial. Oh, my God, my kid loves that commercial. My granny loves my commercial. My 90-year-old dad loves that commercial. My dog loves that commercial. <laughs> and the chat is just blowing up, right? And the, the, the moderator sees that, and she's like, I love that commercial. She's like, we like to welcome DC to the organization. Basically, I took over the whole the whole Zoom meeting. You talk about 20 windows, I took it over. And the, the moderator, we're gonna talk about that Skype commercial, be that uh, Geico commercial afterward. But to the CEO, our press release is relevant. The CEO is like, yes, especially now, because the last year has been doom and gloom. The last year has been all about COVID. Yeah. Everybody, Netflix, Disney Plus, everybody done shot everything they've done. Everything's been used up pre pre COVID. So there's no more content. There's no yeah. more new content. But new content is coming in the form of everything on a platform like Zoom. So if your Zoom game ain't on point, you're not making no money, right? And it was just a eureka moment. And she was like, drop that press release. And while you're at it, go to this spot for the journalists, go to this spot for the podcast, go to this spot for the radio interviews, go to this spot for the talk shows, and make sure your pictures are this, 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 and this, which I've already done. So basically I'm on my own PR firm and I have not looked back since that day. And that was the Wednesday of Super Bowl week. I dropped that press release and within six hours, 300 outlets took that press release and dropped it on their blogs, websites, newscasts, uh, newspapers, all over the world. And now, here we go. Next day, Dan Patrick calls on a Thursday. We want tag team. Can we do it on Monday? No, we need to do it tomorrow before the Super Bowl. Friday morning, I'm on the Dan Patrick show, nationwide, tag team, <laughs> right? Because of press release. Yeah. A week and a half later, I'm on Tamron Hall, ABC, yeah. daytime, because of a press release done right, right? Because I didn't give up, because I changed the game, changed the narrative, figured it out, learned how to learn all these things, all these seeds that have grown from my hustles, right? I was able to capitalize on it because Geico commercial. We'd be gone. I'd be talking to you from a hotel room now because we'd be on tour. But we're in a pandemic. There are no tours. Yeah. But I wasn't going to sit back and be happy that I had a Geico commercial. I was like, I'm taking this and I'm running with it. So now my, you know, and now the reason you and I are sitting here having a conversation is because I took it upon myself to be my own PR firm. Yeah. And it is bearing fruit that I could have never imagined possible. It's done things for my career that I could have never imagined possible. When Tamron I got the Hall, email, 
from mm-hmm. from, from from radio guest list. From radio guest list. Ten yeah. seconds, dude. I looked at your name. I, I did a quick rundown, and I seen your email was linked to it. Like I got to email mm-hmm. you, not your publicist, not somebody. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, talk yeah. to you. Oh wow, ten seconds because I know you're finna get slammed. And I, yeah. I went ahead and responded and sent you my mm-hmm. calendar and set it up. And I'm like, let's go. And I paid for all the premium service for all of these. Now there's not a journalist I can't get in front of. There's not a TV show I can't. I can't even get to all that fast enough. But I'm being strategic because not only here's the beauty of it. Everything works with all these hustles work together like a watch, right? The press release works for press and PR, but the press release also works for SEO because (laughs) it might be 300 entities that picked up this press release, but in SEO talk, that's 300 do follow branded link anchor text back to the tag team site. Got so that's with, with, with high domain authority, 50, 50 and above, back to the tag team site, which elevates my authority, which lets Google know, hey, anything they say they've done, they've done, because there's a paper trail. Yep. That one press release has netted me more than I could have ever imagined. And now my website, we've gone from maybe 100 views a month to thousands of views a month. And now the phone is ringing. The phones are ringing off the hook. The, the, all the emails are ringing off the hook. People are coming. I've had five offers from clothing lines and there's nothing, you know, there's, there's still legal issues about it, but you know, we, we had our day in court, we prevailed, but we can't, you know, with any war, there's going to be, you're going to lose a leg, you're going to lose an arm, you're going to lose an eye, but it's your choice that you make to keep moving and realize what you have. I have a forever hit record. People are like, are you going to make a, another, another, you guys going to make some more music? No, because I got a forever hit record. Isn't that the goal? Evergreen. Evergreen. I have an evergreen product forever. And then now I'm becoming evergreen by doing yeah. five, six podcasts a day, interviews. What Tomorrow I got ESPN. Yeah. Last week I had ES. I got, I'm, I'm getting to go through the whole ESPN serious network now. Wow. Right. I'm about to start doing a speaking engagement. It's about to start doing motivational speaking. I've been I've done a T I've done two TV shows, two movies during the pandemic. I shot my first movie in the pandemic, which ended up being a movie and a documentary. And they're all going to come out at the same time in May. You think I'm not going to do a press release on that and tie it all in. And then last night was the first show that we've done in two years. And I was like. How am I going to do scoop? There it is. Cause we got to do it. Cause I got to see. <laughs> right. And I figured it out. We were, we were in Clay County fair, Jacksonville, Florida, man. It was so many people. It was like 3000 people out there. But the beauty of it is that they combat the negative press on it by offering free COVID shots, COVID vaccines at the concert. There you go. So now every concert I do, we're telling, you know, the promoters, you want to be, you want a positive event, make sure you got people giving COVID shots out there. Cause that's a good way to get a lot of shots in the arms. And now within the last 24 hours, I've got three, four shows because everything I do is SEO'd. Everything I do, I can take one post. I got now to where I can do one post. It goes to every platform. Then when it goes to every platform, I can take 
every post from every platform and round robin it to, to every other platform that they'll let me do it to. I could dump all the tweets and stories, all the tweets with, because we own the hashtag scoop. There it is now. We own the content. We own, yeah, we own sprint, you know, just as far as getting the most out of it. Yeah. Sprinkles, right? Every day there's something with, about us on sprinkles. I download every single video, every single tweet. I've got an archive. You know, I can regurg regurgitate it all and thank everybody. And then when I thank everybody, that's SEO juice because when I thank everybody, everybody else is like, I want to get thanked. And then they start reaching out to me. Then I thank them. And then everybody I deal with, I make them leave me a review on Google My Business. Now Google My Business is Google. And now Google's shooting all that juice right back to me. You see, you, you, you got to learn how to learn and create your own lanes. People are sitting around because of this pandemic. One thing is done is it made everybody stop at the same time and reevaluate and say, well, you know, for me, it's like, what the hell are you going to do, right? Can't do this, can't do that, can't do this. I went back to what I know, voiceover, right? And I started booking instantly because I reinvented myself. And we're all, we're all in the Serengeti together. What are you going to be, a lion, crocodile? Are you going to be predator? Are you going to be prey, yeah. right? And people sitting around waiting for it to be like it used to be, are going to be sitting around waiting for it to be like it used to be because it ain't coming back. This is a new frontier. Mm -hmm. This happens. This is this is resetting of the board. This happens in in history. It yeah. always happens. For sure. And if you're not thinking forward, you can make you know. There's so many lanes that you can make for yourself. You can make your own highway. Yeah. And it's yours. And then you teach people. Now you know you teach people. Now you make that highway better because you learn. I'm learning so much by just talking to you. I'm figuring out Me, hustles in my mind as I'm I talk notes. to you. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I love this stuff, man. And, and, and here's, here's learn how to learn. You're taking notes, right? But if I record this podcast or download it, I download it, dump it in my AI software. Now I got a transcript. I used to have to pay somebody <laughs> to take transcript. You're speaking my but language. Now I dump it in the AI, and then the AI reads it to me, and I can read along and get even more retention off of it, right? You can read a book, but you start daydreaming and thinking yeah. about stuff that you want to do. But you put in the AI, read along with it, you get double the retainment of the information because now you're reading it and you're hearing it. It's almost like a bedtime story to you, right? That's it. And that's soothing. So now you remember it all. That's how I learn. That's how I tackle. That's how I find solutions for tough subjects. I do the research. But you can't do the research alone. You might have to do three, four things at a time. So... That's how I got, that's what I did with voiceover. I record every class, every acting class, every voiceover session, anything I pay them for to learn something, it gets recorded. <laughs> then there's a transcript, right? There's gonna be a transcript and there's gonna be all kinds of stuff. You know what I do for writers? I take all these podcasts, transcribe them, pull out the best pieces, put them in the, put them in a questionnaire and send them to the writers. Now they got more than they need to write the narratives. And if they're great writers, they're gonna make you look immaculate. That's how you fill out all your, you just have so much content. It's unimaginable. And that's how I did with the website. People like, at first I just had a chunk of words, but nobody's gonna look at that. But then I wrote 2000 words for one page, but you only see maybe 500 because at the bottom there's read more, but Google still crosses the same, Yep. right? 100%. So all these things, all these little hustles add up to success. 
because you don't give up. You play offense. You give what you want first. That's that's the most stifling thing you could ever attitude you could ever have is that I'm supposed to do something. I'm supposed to get something out of it. I'm supposed to give somebody something. They're supposed to give me something back. No, you just do it and keep going. Don't even think about it. And then, you know, it's like a speedboat. You look back in your way. Oh, I, I forgot about that. And now it's on you. It changed Certainly. my way of thinking, man. I, I read it in a book, and uh, in in a in a book, I didn't think I was going to read it in, but it, they they call it delayed gratification. Yeah, plant the seed. The, the seed's not mm -hmm. going to, you know, tomorrow you can't come back and, and eat the apple. Like it's delayed no. gratification. You do it now, and you reap the harvest tomorrow. Changed yeah. everything for me. Yeah, and the 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 fruit only reveals itself when it's ready, right? You can't, if you, if you try to eat that fruit now, it's going to be bitter. And it's not going to, you're going to think that you didn't do a good job. And then it just kills you. Now the fruit rots on the tree because you think you didn't do a good job growing it. But when the fruit is ready, it will let you know. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And now you have ripe fruit ready to put in place to get you your money, <laughs> get you your success, yeah. take you to the next level, take you to the next tier. You know what I'm saying? Build on the part of tier that you were working on. It might be, it might be the magic recipe to a recipe you've been working on for years, right? Like, and, and everybody, you know, here's the question, okay? Well, DC, what are you gonna do? You know, what 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 do you want to do? And I'm like, mm, I'm I'm good. And and I this is this is just about growth, right? This is this is this is recently that this happened, and it changed the way I thought about things. My agents were like, well, what do you want to do? What, are you, what kind of roles do you want? I was like, man, y'all do a good job for me. Because I'm auditioning three, four times a day sometimes, right? For everything, because I'm in Atlanta. So Hollywood has moved to Atlanta because Georgia's been open. So now all the Marvel movies are shot down here, everything. I'm like, you guys are doing a great job, you know, because, you know, this, you guys are. They're like, DC, what are, you, what, what are you thinking? I'm like, you guys are good. We're good. They're like, no, DC, what is your bucket list? Lena Ramirez said that, and it changed my life, I promise you, because it changed my thinking. She said, what's your bucket list? I was like, oh, bucket list. That's a different question, right? 
That's a different question. All right. I want to be in the Mandalorian. Live action, anything Star Wars, live action, or with this voice, or, you know, uh, animation or video game. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Matter of fact, if they shoot every Marvel movie down here, why aren't there Marvel movies? You know what? I don't care about being a star. I just want little parts in big movies. Give me five lines with The Rock in a movie. I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to be in the whole movie. I don't have to be the star. I could be number 15 on the call sheet. Give me five lines with The Rock, talking to The Rock. I'm satisfied. Because I could take that with everything I know and turn it into I'm, I'm The Rock's co-star. And I will be telling the truth. Because that's how these things are labeled. That's it. But, you know, the average person doesn't know that, right? But if you're in movies, you know what it means. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in this movie and I'm a co-star, right? I'm not the lead, but I, I'll be happy with the co-star. I'm happy be with the, I'm happy with guest star, right? Because what's on that word? Star. That's all people see, <laughs> right? They don't know mm -hmm. the difference between each one. So that's what's been happening, right? I just recently... I'm on a show now with Karuchi, Laura London, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, Trey, Trey uh, from, from the, the wire. Right. And these people don't even know who I am. They just think I'm DC. And then when they find out it's a pleasant surprise and now everything changes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Nice, nice. Because I didn't lead with I'm DC from tag team. Yeah. You don't never do that. Oh my goodness. I, you do the work. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there was a, uh, the guy who had a, a song that came out a little bit after, and he was here in Mobile, and mm -hmm. it was a similar, you know, type of song from from the time. And, mm -hmm. and you see him in public, and he just walks up to you and like offers selfies, tells you who he is, and offers a selfie. Hey, I'm so and so from that song. Want a selfie? I was like, oh wow, this is strange that he's just kind of like selling himself still off off of that song. Like you're not asking him; he's asking you if you would like one, which was very strange. Yeah, and you know what? And this is part of the shaping of your experiences in life. I was privy. I got to Atlanta in 1989. I got here when Bobby Brown, L.A. Babyface, and all the people that made Atlanta who what it is got here. And you know, the music scene started. I was a part of it because I was breaking records. Because all those record company reps were bringing me records. Yeah. And they used to just bring me records and they would have to make a report. And then it was just a report. But then one record rep, his name was Doug Craig. I think he worked for Epic. He came to me with a record and he said, man, I just, I want you to play this record. Just tell me what the response is, right? And I was like, okay. And because they have to make a report back to New York and LA. And he came back a week later and he was like, so what you think about that Candyman record? And I was like, hold on. I was like, Candy, come here. Because that's when I'm in the strip club. And I was like, what you think? Well, tell me about that, that uh, Candyman record. She's like, I love that record. I made so much money off that record. Well, I, that's like, you up next, Candy. And I showed him. And when she got on stage, she started, she danced. She loved that song so much and danced so good to it that everybody just came to the stage and tipped her, right? And what happens is, is men start liking songs that they would have never liked, but they like it now because they've seen their favorite dancer dance to it. That's that's breaking a record. Yeah, that's yeah. when it started. And 
he couldn't believe it. And he went and told his higher-ups, they're like, you lying. So they all came down and I showed it to him again. And I became very good at that. And not only does she like it, there are four other girls that like it. They go on stage twice. Now you got radio airplay inside of a club. All these things have served me throughout my years. So I would see all, you know, and I was in the most popular club, so everybody would come see me. I knew every star, I knew every athlete, I knew every lawyer, every state official, because they all came to my club. And they all bought mixtapes from me. And I watched people rise, and I watched people fall. And I vowed to never be like that. I said, I will always be the same. And when it happened, I've always been the same. And now, I don't even see myself however other people see me. Like last night, everybody was so excited that tag team from the Geico commercial was here, right? And, you know, it goes back to last night. I want to perform this, but how? So we do our regular show. And afterward, you know, we're in a fair. I was like, get me a bowl of ice cream 25 minutes into the show and have it ready. And he did it. And I come back out like an encore, yeah. brought a little stool out. And I'm like, I'm forgetting something, y'all. Then I start eating ice cream, right? And they're like, no, I can hear the chatter. He's not going to do it. They're not going to do And then they just went crazy. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what am I forgetting, y'all? I'm forgetting something, but I can't remember. And then I was like, it, you see, you start hearing the scoop, scoop, and they got together. And then it was like a stadium chant wow. of scoop, there it is. And I said, oh, y'all want to hear? And I pull out the scoop because I make my uh, make my own spinning scoops and just start spinning the scoop. And they went nuts. And I said, you know, then I just like, it's just easy. If you want to hear scoop there, let me hear you say, ah. And then boom, Steve starts it. Hey, Tasha. Boom, 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 boom. And they go nuts. And then we just sing along to the commercial, looped it a couple times and left. And you should have just seen the joy yes. in those people's faces and the ability to touch the world. Yeah. Right. That, I, you know, that's a gift that I've lived two, three times in my life and it keeps happening. Yeah. And that is, is my mission. It, you know, my mission is to do as many of these podcasts and interviews because me talking you know, puts people on game, changes their way of thinking. I'm touching people, I'm touching the world, I'm motivating people, I'm inspiring people. And, you know, the ability to do that is special to me because it's the thing that I wish somebody had did for me when I was a young man. There you go. So that's my responsibility. That's my, you know, that's my, um, my community activism. Cause sometimes people, so what do you do for the community? And I was like, <sighs> You have no idea what I do for people. Yeah. I'm different, right? Like, I change people's lives. I can't make people do things, but I can inspire people by talking to them. Showing them. And I do, yeah, and I do that with artists, right? Artists will come to me and say, they're they young, old, whatever. DC, what I got to do to get to your level of success? What I got to do to get in the game? Tell me, man. I was like, you want to know? All right, give me an email. And in this folder, Google, Google my drive file. I have a book, and if you don't like to read or can't read, I got a video. And I want you to read this, get back to me. And I can tell you 98% of the people don't do it. 
As bad as you say you want to be a star and be, you know, they don't do it. You know why? Because they want to be stars. They don't want the game. They be they want to be stars. And somebody do the work for them. And and what's in that what's in that file? You know, this guy named uh, Cordell. He's an Afghanistan veteran. He he called me. He's like, man, a rap man. You know, I rap about being in that foxhole. I rap about you know I got post traumatic stress disorder, and just me being a rapper helps me cope with it, right? And I was like, okay. You know, what I got to do, DC, is like, read this book. He read the book, comes back a month later. And he's like, man, I, I read the book and I get it, but I don't get it. And then I explained it to him. And he was like, oh, okay, so how does this play in? And I said, well, I'm giving you the back end first. I'm not giving you the front end. I'm giving you the back end, and then we work our way forward. The back end is music publishing. Now... You will never be taken advantage of like I was taken advantage of. I'm giving you the back end first because the back end is what matters. Because after all that euphoria and all those accolades, the first six months, year, whatever, that you're a star, that you have a hit record, that you're in the game, you lose sight of what that record, even if it's a mediocre record, can do for you 20 years later. Yeah. So I give you the back end first so you'll never get taken advantage of so you own your own rights. So you can license your song that was a hit or a semi-hit or just a regular song. And because you are a veteran and you do, you, the army might take your, your song and do something with it and, and pay you for it. You might go on tours with USO because you're a rapper in the military and been through what your fellow comrades. I said, your, your star is bright and your future is bright now because you know the back end. Now it's time to put it, what do I do next? Okay, I showed them how to get shows. The same way I learned how to get shows. When I started wanting to do shows again, you know, 2013, 14, 15, I go to booking agents, they're like, yeah, well, you only got one song, so how are you going to do a solo? And I'm like, all right, cool. You don't want to mess with me, cool. I just want to be on your roster, right? But they were, everybody would just give me every excuse why they couldn't, and I took all those excuses and, and pretty much made solutions to those problems. Yeah. Right. And I went and did what I did, learn how to learn, joined an organization called International Entertainment Buyers Association. So I went from the fourth tier to the number one tier, the buyers. So organization of all the buyers in entertainment and in, in, in a performance. Right. So these are all the buyers. The hierarchy is you got the buyer. Then you got the venues. Then you got your big time promoters, which is Live Nation, you know, entities like that. Then you got your next level of booking agents. Then you got other promoters. Then you got managers. Then you got the artists. I cut out that middle chunk. Now I'm speaking directly with buyers. And I'm introduced, I went to their convention. Only 5,000 people, only black dudes in there is me and Chubby Checker. And I got on big old Whoop There It Is shirt, right? Biggest day, and everybody's seeing me. And because I introduced myself as DC, the Brain Supreme Attack, and you might have heard the song, Wolf, there it is. We have a clean 90s nostalgia rap show. Their ears perk up. And now I'm meeting everybody, giving them a card, networking. And now we start getting shows. They're all, they're, they're all over the place. We'll do a state fair. We'll do this. We'll do casinos, we'll do a cruise ship, we'll do this, we'll do that. 
but we're doing shows. We'll do a hard rock cafe. We'll do this, that. We're honing our show. We're doing this. We're doing that. Uh, these are where all the the uh, rodeos are. These are where all the ice capades are. This is where all the all the tribute bands are promoters. Now I know them all, and now they all know me. And because I laid those seeds three years ago, they're all calling me now. Now I'm on all of them's roster. But I've already picked the one who stuck that we stuck with because he got us the most shows. He go. got us on a freestyle tour. You know what I mean? Pyramid. Anybody wants to book tag team, they got to go through Pyramid Entertainment. Because he showed improve at the beginning. Now you got to share that profit because you could have did this back in the day. But because I took it upon myself and didn't quit, kept pushing, and learned how to learn all the things that I've talked about in this podcast, you can overcome anything. It's about the knowledge, but the correct knowledge from people who do it every day. That's the best knowledge in the world. And the pandemic improves that even more. There's a site called Wyzant. Wyzant.com, W-Y-Z-A-N-T, right? In the middle of the pandemic, they were trying to force teachers to go back to school, right? Half the teachers were like, I'm not about to go back into school with nasty-ass kids. I'm not. <laughs> but what they did is they, 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 they set up their Zoom game. You remember at the beginning of the pandemic where teachers started getting creative about how they taught their kids over Zoom? Well, now... You got all these teachers, all these college professors, people from, you might, I'm learning music theory from people who went to go to Harvard. I'm losing, I'm learning from people who have been teaching this for 50 years. And they're getting me over the hump just like that, as opposed to me trying to look at a this or this. I learned how to learn. I got a tutor and some and the tutors are like 40 bucks an hour, man. You could do an hour every week or every two weeks save your money up and learn something that somebody else has been through has taught millions of, you know, tons, thousands of people what to do. Now you know that thing. Now you add it to your hustle, right? So it, it, it's all about learning, right? It's all about not taking no for an answer. And, you know, now I'm learning all these new dogs from music production. I'm like, everybody's like, I'm like, I'm not making no more music again as an artist, but I'm making songs <laughs> because... If I'm auditioning for a Christmas movie today, then I know what that Christmas movie is about. I can make a Christmas song and submit that Christmas song for the movie that I'm about to be in. And if it hits, that's a pension plan because it's going to be played every single year. Just like Elf is played every single year. You get a piece of money off of that every single year. You build up those type of entities. Geico's going to pay forever. So you got all these pension plans laid out. My future is secure. Now I can have fun. My goal is to not leave this earth wishing I had not done, you know, wishing I had done something or regretting that I mm-hmm. didn't do something, regretting that I didn't learn how to, you know, learn, learn how to play music, regretting that I never got back into music production, regretting, and I say, I, I got a list, and now <clears throat> I study every day to make that list empty. Everything I want to do, I will do with this life because you only get one life. That's it. And it's about the choices you make, good or bad, right? With acting, it's about the choice, right? Acting was difficult because acting is being the true essence of you, taking experience from your past, applying it to the character. Now the character is you. That's deep. That's acting. You have to be yourself. Everybody thinks they got to put something on it. Mm Mm-mm. It's about truth. 
It's about what you've been through. It's about what scarred you or what's made you happy, mm-hmm. right? And then you apply those rules, apply those rules to SEO, you apply those rules to anything that I do. Because it's all about just being better today than I was yesterday and trying to make other people better than they were yesterday just by talking, just by conversation. So, you know, you can learn a lot in the conversation. In a nutshell. Giving us the game, bro. I, man, I've been enjoying it. How much longer do we have you for, man? I got a couple more questions if you got the time. We gotta... Yeah, I got time because I got I to gotta go train in, in a minute because okay. I'm, I'm learning Cup- Studio One and one of the engineers who built the software is tutoring me. Just because nice, I nice. asked. There you I go. St- still learning. Um, I got a I got a guest here, a good friend of mine, Fred yeah, Lynch, yeah. and uh, he wants to come on and ask you a question. I got a couple mm-hmm. a couple more for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, after yeah. that, uh, Fred, what's up, brother? Are you there with us? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. I am so man. I've been sitting here. You got me running to my computer. Oh, yeah. You see, I, I am see your mouth open, Fred. I see you with your mouth open. <laughs> man, 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 man. Thank you. This is like a master class. <laughs> Uh, just in the game, the game, uh, the hustle. I, I'm I, what I was inspired by, and I thought about you for the longest on this. Like, first of all, let me give you your property <clears throat> in the sense of like this as a, a fellow MC, as a rapper, when you guys came out with Whoop, there it is, you know, you know how petty it could be in the MC world. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody makes a hit record, and everybody's like, ah, what it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You guys could not be hated. Like it was so, it was so right. It was so good. Like whoop, there it is. It was just like that was everything. You just, you just said it, and it reminds me. There's a scripture in Proverbs 25 and 11. It says this. It says, uh, "A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver." Mm-hmm. You are the personification, in my opinion, of of like that whole concept. Like yeah. how you just figured out, like how you talked about creating and taking back your own narrative, like like all of that type of stuff, taking your narrative, fitly saying the word that you want to say, and it's like apples of gold. So it just fits and it works. And and what's amazing to me, I wanted to ask you with with creating and doing whoop there it is. 
what did it feel like emotionally like like to 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 say what everybody was feeling and you like you 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 interpreted like a word for a generation <laughs> how did what did that feel like man it felt like nothing because over the years see here's how here's how i operate and, and i owe it to my father my father said at the beginning when we started he said son he said, it's great that you're doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you, but do not let this become a thing where you start chasing it, mm -hmm. right? So I got the lesson of watching everybody rise and fall, and I got the lesson of my father. Don't, just, don't let this be a crack rock to you, right? Yeah. Because it will destroy you. And that's the best advice he could have gave me on any of this music industry stuff. So you asked me how I felt. I felt, it's like, how, how do you feel when you do good on a test? You're, right. you're happy, but it's on to the next thing. It's on to the next test, right? Yeah. And I was, I was happy, but I knew that I could never act like a star. We don't act like stars, right? right? And because you don't act like stars, the star is the song, right? Wow. Wow. Stars, Wound There It Is. That's why nobody can hate on Wound There It Is because Wound There It Is is a star we don't get in this way. Yeah. Right? And now our career has become full circle because now is the time for everybody to put a face to the song they've been loving for 28 years. Wow. And now we're the superstar because we have a hit commercial. We have a hit commercial that's going to go down as one of the best commercials ever. And I'm not saying that this is what everybody else is saying to me. This is what I'm reading every day in posts, in tweets, in platforms. This is what people are telling me. This is what people are telling me, looking at me in my eyes and the tears falling out of their eyes. Yeah, man. You changed my life. Mm. You made you 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 bought me happiness when I needed it the most. And that's because of the lessons of my father, being taught right, being humble staying out my way and always staying on offense. So there is no room to, you know, like there, you say there were no haters, there were tons of haters. But what I do is I just don't react. I put it in my pocket. Of course it affects me. Of course it pisses me off. But I put it in my pocket, right? And I've, I've really nurtured this ability to, to, to a masterful level. I can take any negative emotion, pain, fear, suffering, anger, envy, I'm sounding like Yoda, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can take all that, right? Put it in my pocket and use it as fuel for later. Alchemy. Right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I use it for yes, fuel. Sir. And you know, what, what they say, let your haters be your motivator, but it means nothing because everybody uses that, right? Like they don't know, even know what it means. But for me, you know, my father passed away a year ago and it was a glorious event, right? Mm because he taught me everything he could teach me. There was nothing left unsaid, nothing left undone. He passed away. You know, he had, he had ailments, he was old, but he passed away in his own house, in his own bed on his 82nd birthday. If I wanted anything more before the pandemic, for me to want anything more would be selfish, right? Yeah. So I take that with me. I miss my daddy. So if I'm, I got three auditions today, if there's something that calls for sadness, I can channel it. Wow. If there's something that calls for anger, I could channel it. And in times where I'm trying to figure out something in Photoshop and I get pissed off, I could channel it and turn that into turn that into energy that just won't make me quit.
there's a way to do this and you got to find it. I might have to step back, take a deep breath and then come back to it. And then bam. Or, you know, you might have those little problems where it take you two, three weeks to figure out. And it's just a small little problem. And it might have been something so simple that it just infuriates you. But because you didn't give up, yeah, you don't even, you don't even, it's like it just switch just flips. You're not even tripping off of how long it took to get you there. So when wound there it is happened, it was like almost laughable all the heartache and pain that I've been through because I achieved the goal. And now it's all lifted off of you. And then another um byproduct of you just holding it and you and using it later is because that fuel has made you successful in the eyes of the hater that hated on you to give you that fuel. Yeah. And you get to look, they're gonna still be there, but you get to look them in the eye and they get to look you in the eye and you both know. And yeah. that gratification is like, that gratification is incredible. And it has no, there's no, it's not seated in vindictiveness. It's seated, it's, it's seated in gratitude. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being cynical. Thank you for hating. Thank you for all those things because if you weren't here to do that for me, I would have never got here, wow. right? I would have never had that resolve to prove someone wrong or to do something right or to figure something out. And that those emotions are the most emotions that you have to, have to channel and have to control so they don't get in your way so you can stay successful. So that's how I thought, because think about it now. If you really think about it, tag team has had the perfect career. If it stopped right now, we've had the perfect career because we started strong yeah. and we ended stronger, right? Yeah. And nobody cares about the middle. Everybody knows that that song was the bomb back in the day and this commercial was the bomb now. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, that's, that, it. That's, a, that's another thing that I love about it. Like, I remember like right after Christmas or whenever I first saw it, I like I saw it before the Super Bowl and I was already yeah. vibing off of it and telling people. And what was the funny thing about it is when the commercial came on, if my kids who, who are grown now, if they was there and visiting me mm -hmm. or whatever, we'd all stop and we like, look, 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 because it yeah. brought so much of nostalgia, but yeah. it brought so much like that, that they could vibe off of it and pick it up. And, and what's beautiful to me, and I, I'd love to hear a little bit more from you on this, is that you were able to preserve yourself for, for like that that you planted and it blew up 20 some odd years ago. Like when it, who knew that it would come around again, like an orbit and just like blow up just as good, but like you were ready for it. And that's I, what yeah. we're doing all of this CEO, like all of this stuff. What? <laughs> What was it? Maybe it was the, the lessons of your father, but- No, no, I, I knew it. I knew it. This is how. I'm, I'm about to explain it to you real please, good. Please. So, you know, when things started falling apart, like 95, 96, you know, Disney called us. Yeah. Disney's like, we want to do a record. So we did this whole big thing, right? And this is what started my voiceover career. I am deep in the bowels of Disney. Wow. And we're in the studio. Bowels of the mouse. Yeah, Bowels of the Mouse. And the mouse and Minnie come to me and say, teach me how to rap. And, the, you know, the voices this, of, of Mickey and Minnie Mouse are a husband and wife team. You know, very, very legendary. 
And I'm there talking with them about animation and what they do. And they're asking me about what we do and we're collaborating. And I'm teaching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse how to write. Right now, you talk about if there was ever a moment to be blown away, that was it, right? But nobody knows about that, right? Till now. But what that did is that laid the groundwork for always a beautiful crop of new babies to love this song. So from 95 to like 2003, Mickey and Rap was selling like crazy because kids was buying it, parents was buying it for their kid. This is a kid's record. This is a record you buy in Target. This is a record, and now their kids are playing it, wearing it out. Like y'all used to wear it out 93, 94, 95, right? Yeah. But it's with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse lead, leading the way. So now these kids that, you know, they're growing up, they know it. Then you got Kids Bop come in. They do like a jock jams where they recreate all the songs. And now it's Kids Bop. And Kids Bop is in every school in America for kindergartners and preschoolers. Kindergartners, when they get they, they do good, and on Fridays they get to do the video, they get a video with Kids Bop. And they all know it because they love that video. They get to dance, play, have a good time. Then the preschoolers, they play it and wear them out so they go to nap time. That's right. They've been doing this for 15 years. Wow. So that's why. And then you got Go Noodle, which is to now. So that's why when you got a parent standing next to their children looking at this video and their kid is like, what you know about this? And their parents are like, what you know about this? It's because that infrastructure has been built all along and I've always known it. So I've always been able to pre prepare for it. I prepare for it as, you know, everybody knows what Womp There It Is is, but do everybody know who Tag Team is? So laying the groundwork as we go along for who knows Tag Team has come to fruition now. Now everybody gets to see who made that song and they've all fallen in love with us because of the song and because all of this groundwork that was built now, when I go somewhere, and because we don't act like stars, people still don't recognize me. I have the best of both worlds. I get to keep my privacy, and I get to be a superstar when I want to be, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that is because of all those lessons that I learned back in the day. Another one my father taught me. You know, I was like, you know, in the hard times, be like, Dad, I'm praying. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. You know, and he's like, yeah, that's all good. You know, you can, you can pray all you want. You pray to God all you want, son. But if you don't get your ass up under that apple tree and put yeah. some work in, ain't nothing yeah. gonna ever happen. That's right. Right? Real talk. Real talk. It's real talk. It's like, and see, I credit my parents with all this because since I was five years old, I've been, my mama had me stemming collard greens and shucking peas. Mm. My father had me mowing the lawn, cutting the grass. My mom had me cleaning windows, washing clothes. And there were always things attached to those. You do your chores, you get allowance. Okay, cool. You, I didn't do my chores, didn't get that money. That's stone. That didn't happen too much. That's why I love this bread, because I know all I got to do is work for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not that I love money. I love to work for money, because I know I'm going to get the money, right? It's just a mindset. Same thing with, um, you know, if I didn't go to church, well, you can't go play football with your friends. Oh, you don't do your chores? You can't do that. You don't, you can't watch TV there. There were consequences. They didn't have to beat my ass. Right. They just made sure that if you don't do this, 
this is not going to happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, player. Yeah. Right? That only happened a couple times, right? And sometimes it was worth it. It's like, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have fun, but I know it's going to be consequences. Well, that's kind of what Wound There It Is was. I know it wasn't the greatest contract, but I wanted to be a rock star. And I said, I'll deal with this later, right? Yeah. And I did. You know, yeah. another analogy, my father's, you know, I'm in the height of my strip club career. And I'm thinking I'm doing things because I'm I'm the leader. I'm the man. You know, I'm like, dad, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm making money hand over fist. I'm blah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm intellectually superior than everybody. And he's like, of course you are in a den full of fools. And that hit me so hard. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You need to be like that in a den full of CEOs or a yeah. den full of people who, who, who know something, then you get respect from me. Yeah. And man, that, you know, I, I, I know that my father is shining on me because yeah. 2020 is the, ever since he passed away, it has been gravy and he's taking mm -hmm. care of his son. Him and the Lord is taking care of his son in, in, in death, like he did in life. Wow. And yeah. all those lessons are embedded in me. And I realized how blessed I am. So it's my responsibility to spread this to everybody else because I have never not known love, yeah. right? And there are so many people who are hurting because they just haven't had anybody just talk to them and let them know that you can change your own game. You do know that, right? Everything that you've done in your past can just be your past and you can use it. You can take all that pain and you can use that to become something that you never thought you could be. I reach new heights every day. I blow myself away every day with the things I figure out. Now, sometimes some of these things, it feels good to learn them, but it don't come with no money, right? But again, you can't be quick pro quo about it. You just have to do it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Don't think about it. And like I said, I laid all those seeds and now I'm standing in a forest of opportunity. And I keep creating redwood trees and I'm surrounded by them and they nurture me and they present opportunities that I'm ready for. Right now I'm making five, six different, you know, voiceover demos. And everybody's like, you don't really need to be making all those demos. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But see, but I do because I'm not doing it the, the traditional way. If I if I want to be in Mandalorian, then that means I'm gonna to have to talk to Dave Leone and John Favreau. And people are telling, well, they're gonna want you for who you are anyway. I said, yeah, but what if they say, hey, DC, let us hear something. Blah. There you go. You That's why I'm that. doing five, six, ten demos. Nice preparation, right? Mm -hmm. Because they say not only is he who he is, but he can do the work. Same thing with um God I was gonna, you know, just Preparation is the key to everything. So I have to be ready because if I'm not ready, it's my fault. All I got to do is be ready for the opportunities that come. I'm seeing what's coming, but if you're not ready, what are you doing? Why do you think I do so many podcasts? Because I like to be on podcasts? No. I'm killing 14 birds with one stone. Yeah, I'm talking it out. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm helping others. 
I'm practicing articulation for voiceover. I'm practicing storytelling. I'm practicing how to create my own narrative. I'm practicing how to tell that narrative in a story that is appeasing to the people that I'm talking to. I know how to keep people riveted now. Mm -hmm. I know how, you know what I mean? I can, it's, it's almost like rocking the crowd. What is the only question at the beginning of hip hop that is the essence of hip hop? There's only one question. Can you rock a party? Can you move the crowd? That's right. That's right. You can't do that. And that applies to everything in life. Can you rock the party? Can you move the crowd? Then there's caveats. Can you keep everybody on the dance floor? Yeah. Right? Can you motivate people? Can you do this? Can you do that? It, keeps, it, it snowballs. And you prepare throughout life for all these little things that become, they say, jack of all trades, master of none. Well, if you live a full life, you become masterful of some of those trades. DC, right? I mean, you you are speaking, man. Talk about sounding like Yoda. <laughs> you are dropping science right here. The essence of being an MC is just that, you know, back to that word fitly spoken. I'm thinking of like your life story or you're talking about with what you did with Whoop, there it is, how you were working behind the scenes. So you just wasn't dependent on one thing, mm -hmm. you stuff in so many different buckets and you have this trajectory of doing it. Man, I mean, you, you say you have a book. I, I want to get that book. Yeah, I mean, I but, you know, it, 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 everything has come to that. Like now I have uh, an agent. I'm about to have a new literary agent. I'm being pitched for cooking shows. I'm being pitched for talk shows. I'm being pitched for hosting. I'm being pitched for everything because I've been prepared for everything. If there's something I see that could be an opportunity, I'm going to learn it real quick and I'll be prepared for it because you never know what's the one thing to get you to the thing that you really want. I might have to jump over here to jump up there, right? Instead of climbing this ladder slowly. Yeah. Jump to this rock, jump up there. Now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I really just, I haven't, you know, shortcut. I haven't, you know, made no shortcut. I've just created a better way to get to the money. Right. right? You know, for perfect example, here's, here's another example. This last one, man, because this is important, right? This goes back to how you deal with your emotions, right? It's okay to react sometimes viscerally because that's how you feel at the moment. Mm -hmm. But it's just reaction. Remember that, right? Friend of mine, corporate guy. You know how corporate guys are. Yeah. Right. So, you know, they they talk to you like 
you know, they know and they do, but they don't know how to talk to you in a way that you can buy into it. Right. So my boy is like, man, you need to get, the, you need to get the data from Geico. I would like to know how many times it's being played, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, blah. Man, you can get you can get stuff from Geico. And I'm like, dude, I ain't about to run up on Geico and talk about give me the data and, I want and the Geico looking to be crazy and like, you know what, I don't even need to mess with them, right? Right. But you know, we had kind of a heated argument about like, dude, I can't, I ain't about to uh uh But while I'm reacting, I'm listening. And I said, okay, what did he just say to me? He said, get the data. But I don't have to go through Geico to get the data. Wow. I can go through iSpot TV. Wow. I can go through Nielsen. I can go through all these entities who gather data. I can go to the people where Geico get their people from, get their data from, where Martin Agency, who makes the Geico commercials, get their data from, right? And that's what I did. So I go to iSpot TV. All they do is commercial and gather data, right? And I gave them the scenario. And they were so impressed that an artist came to them asking them for data. It's like, why you want it there? Because I want to know what my value proposition is. Wow. I didn't even know what a value proposition was. I kind of knew what a value proposition is your worth. What is your value? Yeah. Why should they pay you? So they were like, this is so fascinating. We've already pulled the data. Well, at that time, this was in January. They said already. You have the number one Geico commercial above any artist that has ever done this. Love it. Right? So now I'm number one with a bullet. And I know this before everybody else knows it. And she said, all we want is just that we want to do an interview. We did a Zoom interview just like this. And at that time, she said, we're going to make it to where it's a presentation to where anytime somebody wants to know your value proposition, all you got to do is send them this link. That's what thinking outside the box did for me. Now I got a, a, a video where it's saying 12 million views on YouTube, 2.6 billion impressions. And an impression is like, I, and I have to say this because <laughs> impression is like, remember you got that cassette and that CD back in the day? Yeah. And how many times did you play it? You played it till the cassette broke and you played right. it till the DVD didn't have no more paint on it, no nothing, right? Right. That's an impression. So that means if I got 12 million views and billions of impressions, that is a mega hit. Because that means those 12 million people are playing it over and 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 over again. And now they get better data because they get to find out the you know the conversion index, they get to find out the happy index. What does it make people feel? Do people stay, do people turn it when they, you know, do they re, 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 uh, rewind the DVR? I get to know all this data. So when I go into my next deal and they're like, well, you know, you got lucky. Why should we give you the money? Bow. Show you order. That's why you're going to give me my money. Then you know, I go to Nielsen. Nielsen, they're like, it's going to cost you. I was like, all right. Yeah, I can't do that. But they taught me the game, right? Nielsen was like, we, this is what we do, but no, 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 no. We, we charge you that, but I got subsidiary companies that pull off our data that could do it for 90% less. So now I'm having meetings with Nielsen and all their, uh, you know, 
other companies and they're all telling me how that game works. And they're like, DC, when you need it, we got you for this price. It's not a thing where I do it now. It's not a thing where I get in that situation. I can go to them, I say, put me together this. And this is what they want to know. This is what they want to know. They can give me a presentation. I could take it to that CEO. And then boom, this whole PR thing, everybody's like, you need to get on this station and this station and this this podcast. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm worried about the thing. All I'm trying to do, all I did in January was work the trades, right? Mm. Because the trades are where everybody in the business looks at that magazine every time it comes out. Wow. Because they're trying to gain an edge. And if they see me, now my future's bright because they see what I'm doing with the data. And I've got every CEO that grew up with Wound, there it is, looking at me like, you know what, we got to figure out how we're going to use them. Right, right. See what I'm saying? Thinking differently, I've created so many things just by where I could have just been like, man, I ain't about to do that. But just being humble enough to say, stop, get out your own way, put your ego aside and listen to what that man is saying Mm -hmm. and break it down. I can't do it that way because I don't want to ruin my relationship with Geico and the marketing agency. But how can I get the data? There got to be companies that get that data. Well, let me go to those companies, reach out, throw an email to them. Now these companies are all calling me back. Now these all companies are doing everything I need. Now I get to impose my will and my own narrative. And it's accurate. And it's something nobody's ever done before. Wow. Sir, as an artist, as an artist, I appreciate this. Like one of the things that attracted me to Truth Seeker was his his artistry, him being an artist. Mm-hmm. I know there are other artists that are just watching this that's gonna rewind this YouTube, that's gonna rewind this, listen to it over and over again from different spots. Let me ask you this: if there is any place that you can say, because what we're hearing from you is like there is a whole different way for artists to think and know how to get themselves placed, like that word fitly spoken, how to get yourself placed right out there in the marketplace. If there's anywhere to begin, where would you tell artists and people who are communicators, like, this is how you get out there? If we, Even if it's to learn, maybe we need to get out there and don't say a bunch of stuff, but just listen right now. Where would you say, where do we go? Learn how the whole machine works, right? Me learning PR could have been real helpful 15, 20 years ago, See. but it's helpful now yeah. because now being doing PR, you know what it did? Now I went back. Here's an SEO lick. It's a lick too. <laughs> okay. I need it. Me changing the information for my, uh, first thing I did, I, I typed in tag team scoop. There it is. January. Just to see anybody wrote an article on shit. There was five articles, mm. right? I reached out to those five articles. I'm like, you really want to, you really want to get down to it? Interview us. They all interview me. Now I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you put a do follow link in the old article and in the new article? Now I've got double the links back to tag team back again. Then I said, well, you might as well do that with going back 20 years and do it. Now I'm going back to all these journalists from all this time. And now they put do follow links on all the old content Wow. Making it relevant because all that old content has just been there stewing, gaining authority. Now that link becomes a nuclear bomb to my my site. And it's just a nuclear power plant that powers my site, right? Thinking differently, right? The PR has opened my mind up in ways I couldn't imagine. So you got, if I get to tell you to do something, you've heard all the stuff I've been saying. Join an organization, right? And learn. And 
if there's somewhere, this is about this is how I learned about hedge funds. Remember, I said I was a licensed my broker and want to learn about hedge funds. There's another hustle. I said, all right, I don't even know what a hedge fund is. I don't know how a hedge fund works, but I know there's a manager. You know, you get a company, you see, you know, a big time firm to manage your hedge fund. So I said, let me send out emails to these big time funds saying I'm DC for tag team, about to have a hedge fund. And I want to see what you guys do because I've got tons of investors. They're like, word. They hit me up, DC, fly, fly out here, fly. I'm flying all over the country, Vegas, New York, everywhere. In these boardrooms, because of what there it is, but in these boardrooms, talking to these people who run hedge funds, and I don't know about hedge funds, but I made them teach me while they pitched me. Hmm. Did you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. made them teach me while they pitched me. Hmm. So they're like, DC, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this, we can do, oh, that's what it does. Okay, well, all right, look. But even that, why should I let you run my hedge fund? Because I get Michael Jordan, I get Charles Barkley, I get Deion Sanders. They want to invest in my hedge fund, them's my people. Why? But DC, we want to blah, 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 here's the game, here's the game more, here's more of the game, here's some more game, and here's some more game. Oh, really? Cool, so after two hours of that, I have a better understanding of a hedge fund and how it's managed and what it does. Go to the next one, do the same thing, go to the next one, do the same thing, go to the next one. Two weeks, I know how the whole structure of all that works and learned that it wasn't for me. Too much, <laughs> right? It's too much, because mm -hmm. like I said, it's intellectual gambling. Now, and I, I'm still DJing, it's not what I love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, love, I love the game. Mm. That game is different, right? <clears throat> that game deal with money. So you probably saved yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of investment. Yeah, 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 a lot of, a lot of pain. But at the same time, the knowledge that I've made, that I've gained, helped me apply it to my life. Now my life is the hedge fund. Come on, man. Right? My yeah. life is the That's hedge fund. Up. That's what's up. I had to learn how to be my own bookkeeper because I couldn't find a bookkeeper to do my books right. <laughs> right. That's true. Now I'm like a I'm like a Stradivarius with QuickBooks. I know where every month penny's going, every I know where everything is going, and it has made my life better. Mm. Now I'm an accountant in essence because I know how to be creative and how to spend my money in ways that I can deal with any tax law that they change. People get pissed off when they do things, right? Right. Like this is one of the things you know one of the these agents was asking me, are you political? Do you get this? I'm like, no, I'm not political. I'm not, hey. But if they change the tax laws, they're doing it for somebody to, to benefit from it. So what you have to do is jump on that side and benefit from it. <laughs> Don't be mad about it because you think that's hurting people. Yeah. I guarantee you, if those people's on their stuff, they jump into the other, they're jumping, they're doing, they're restructuring their company where they can take advantage of those breaks. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be flexible. Right now, everybody's looking at Georgia. And just me being out there traveling, they're yeah. like, man, that Georgia thing is messed up, ain't it? And I'm like, could be true. There's some things that, you know, they're playing dirty, but everybody plays dirty. Everybody, everybody cheats. Yep. But the question is, are you going to not vote because of it? Right. Can't nothing stop me from not voting. Feel you. Don't care how many laws they put in the books that, that make it harder for me to vote. 
ain't nothing gonna stop me because right. my parents told me and put in me and showed me pictures and showed our ancestors being lynched and showed all that. I understand what it is. Ain't nothing gonna stop me from voting right? because I have a voice. So if I gotta put two pieces of ID on something to do it, cool. I'll do it day one and it'll be done. If I gotta walk inside to go drop my ballot off, that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Now, it's messed up. You could try to do something for it, but you're probably not gonna be able to do nothing. And the bigger, and for me, I get, you know, people, and then here's what happens. People say, well, DC, they'll come with the excuses and the problems, right? Well, I can't do anything but control what I do. So all I can tell you is if it was my problem, I would do this. I will come up with a solution for a problem. Well, DC, the old folks don't know that. Do you know some old folks who don't know that? If you know some old folks who don't know that, then it's your responsibility from here to 2022 to make sure they got an ID that's free in the state of Georgia so they don't have no problems with voting, right? right? Once you vote, it's out of your hands. But at least you did the thing that you're supposed to do. So it's not harder for you to do it. And even if it is harder for you to do it, is it going to stop you? Yeah. No. Stop you. But your citizenship. Yeah. I don't agree but it's the game. The streets ain't fair, mm-hmm. right? Then right. You, we can go, we can do a hundred examples of why the streets is not fair. Yeah. But you maneuver through it and you come up. You take, you take an L and you win too, That's it. right? Ain't nothing gonna stop you from your hustle. Yeah. Cause you, you got see. six hustles in the hole. One of the last questions I got for you, man, because I know you got to go, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you, you sticking with us over here, just giving yeah. us game, dude. I really do appreciate it. One of the last questions I have for you was something interesting. You know, you made, um, boom, there it is, and it became a cultural saying. It became a catchphrase. Everyone was saying it. A, b- a bad woman walked by, boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. You know, something happened in your favor, boom, there it is. And there's all of these things that came out of hip hop, you know, bling, bling, Little Wayne yeah. and those guys, these phrases that, you know, stuck with us or whatever. Something else you say in the song at the end, shaka laka, shaka laka. Where did that come from? Because I'm I'm thinking of NBA Jam. Nah, One man. of the iconic phrases from NBA Jam, they would do a major dunk. Nah, Boom, nah. shaka laka. Nah, nah, nah. Did you guys create that? Where did nah, that come nah, nah, from? Nah. I'm gonna tell you how it happened. We was in the studio, we had our lyrics, and we didn't have no bridges, we didn't have no ad libs. We just made it up on the spot. Wow. I told you, man, it's just, it was, it, it, it's the formless. Do you think they, you know, they took it from y'all, though? Do you think the NBA Jam, because that song was such a huge hit, the nah, boom shakalaka? It just sound, we did it, and it should not sound good because we didn't go boom. We did yeah. woom, right? Woom shakalaka, shakalaka. Just like it turned into chocolata. It just happened. It wasn't no grand scheme. Just yeah. it rhymed with it. Hey, let's do that. Let's see what that sound like. And it was like, oh my gosh, think about it. Why would you say, can you dig it? We can dig it, can you dig it? Because back then it was, can you dig it? That was, yeah. right? But then you just flipped it, right? You, or you think about, uh, you know, hey, ladies, just like, hey, hey, ladies, there it is, we want you to say it. Fellas, y'all say it. And it sounded good, you know what I mean? And party people, me and Steve had a heated argument because I didn't want to do, we had to redo the record because it was a Magic City version first, so we cleaned it up. The energy wasn't right, and we made another version, which was the main version. And I didn't want to do party people. I just wanted to start it because I'm a DJ, 
And I love records that just start with eight measures, keep it simple so you can mix in and mix out. You throw a party people in, it's kind of difficult to mix it in, right? So I wanted to take it out. Steve was like, dude, that is the whole song. You can't take it out. And I, I was like, okay. And, you know, all my life, I love being wrong, right? I love being wrong because being wrong is the path to being right. Wow. And you'll never be wrong about that again, right? Theology yeah. right there, baby. That's good right? That's it's good. the path to being right. You're on the road now because you admitted that you're wrong. But if you're trying to win every argument, you're going down rabbit holes to find excuses why I think you should win your argument. You're just going to lose over and over. Then you're going to start believing in your own conspiracy theories. Then you're just truly lost. Wow. But when you <laughs> yeah. realize you're wrong and commit it and eat that apple and take swallow it and take it, take that L, that L puts you on a yellow brick road to success. Follow the and yellow it brick. works every single love time, it. dude. And I yeah. love being wrong because it hurts. Ego's crushed. Ah, but <laughs> learn. Bad to being right. I've learned. And learning feels good later. Not at the time. And that's, that goes back to delayed gratification. You're going to get your gratification just later. Just know that, right? And be able to put it to the side and, and, and just stop and think about what that person said. One of our friends, he was like, man, how does the, how does the Grammy stuff work? And I'm spitting because I'm like, yeah, and it works like this because everybody gets mad at the, every time you hear the Grammys because they're like, who votes on the Grammy? Why don't you? Blah, blah, blah. Everybody pissed off about how who wins the Grammys. And I'm like, this is how the Grammys works, right? And I'm telling him and everything. And he's like, but man, I heard it. And I was like, nah, man, it works like this. But then I thought about it after we hung up. And I said, that's how the Grammys worked 28 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> Let me go do some research so I make sure that I'm not giving this dude wrong information. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And lo and behold, I say 80% of it was right. But then there was a few caveats that did change that meant everything. Mm. And I called him back and said, hey, man, this is a there's a side note on that. I was wrong. Right. This is kind of what it does now. And, you know, actually sent in the email and I was like and then I gave him the lesson. I said, and, and one of the lessons of being a man is being able to admit what you're wrong when you're wrong. So you can be right. Yeah, you can't you can't be right until you admit, admit that you're wrong. And I, I, I did a disservice to you, brother, and I apologize. And 
I know that blows people away. I do that for a reason because, you know, you humble yourself that much that people respect what you say more because they know that you, whatever that, whatever you've given me, you don't thought it out well, you don't hashed it out, and you ain't just telling me stuff to, to, to win the argument, right? You're actually trying to help me. And people appreciate that about me. And I work on it every day. It's difficult. Ain't none of what I said today is easy. Yeah. Ain't none of, but see, I've been working all my life. I don't fear work because of my parents. I go work a regular job if I had to. I don't care because ain't nothing but work. So I work. Putting this work, you're going to get rewarded. Period. 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 Hard work pays off. DC, man, dude, I appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us. Giving us the game, it's such an honor to to build with you, man, and, and have you in this space. Where do we send people? Go ahead and plug the website, what you got going on. No, 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 no. See, you're forgetting. SEO. Oh, we're going to put in the links. No, 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 even, no, no. Even you, even no, you no, saying listen, it, though. No, no, even you saying. Me, listen to me, though. Listen to me now. Uh -huh. SEO. All you got to do is type in tag team. Boom, there it is. DC. DC Glenn. Scoop, there it is. Geico. You're gonna find me. Wow. You out there. Don't need to you, even you, be said. Hey. What 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 I what I said at the beginning. If I were looking for you, what would I what would you put in the search engine? What's understood ain't got to be explained. <laughs> you would type in tag team. You know Who's where to do find the tag me. team? Boom, here's how you contact me. Reminds Why me did of tag team do this? Boom, tag team. Here's their number. Reminds There's a phone number. Jay-Z Jay lyric, he said, I'm I, I'm everywhere. I'm allowed, I'm looking out there, you're nowhere. I'm everywhere, so it took. It took. We can find you by typing in Geico. Yeah, Google me, because I made it like I made it like that, right? You type in Geico now, it's gonna lead you back to me. That's what's up. I did that with a Fortune 500 company, right? And I'm getting better at it every day. I'm about to embark upon something so cold blooded now. I'm about to make my 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 personal site, and because the tag team side is so powerful it's the nuclear it's the nuclear power engines that's going to fuel any website i do in the future mm. right because of that authority and because i'm part of that website and because i know how to build wikipedia pages and get on any wikipedia page that has me or whoop there it is in it and then spider web these things into a net catch opportunities that i'm always going to be able to capitalize on y'all don't want it with me I promise you. Morning. <laughs> knowledge, supreme theology from DC, the supreme. They brain. call me DC, know. the brain supreme for a reason. That's what's up. Much respect, bro. Much respect, man. I appreciate, I appreciate it, brother. being with y'all day, man. I got to go and get to work. Thank you so All much. Right. I'm going to give you your back link, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll send you the link whenever this episode goes yeah, up. Yeah, on yeah. All the and I'll send you, uh, I think I send it to you, but I'm going to send it to you again and how to link it and everything. And then we'd be good. Like, I, this is what I do for people. So like you were saying, YouTube, I give you what to drop in your description. And that's going to help you just as well if, if some, you know, if you did it yourself. Yeah. I'm giving you the keywords that I know people are going to find you. You see what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. I'm helping you and me at the same time to put for more sure. eyes on you and me. Appreciate it, man. You Appreciate give what it. you want first. You give what you want first. Always. I'm out of here, y'all. Hey, thanks me. so much, dude. Appreciate it. <laughs> y'all got me T.D. Jackson up in here. Told you. Hey. Told you. General. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey. This dude, 
this cat he called me general. He's like, the general, because he watched me work as a DJ. He's like, you the general, because they all feed off you. They all, you, you, you put out the orders and they execute them and the money comes. He said, thank you, brother. And I want to thank you for calling me general, man. I appreciate that. It makes me feel good. I'm out, y'all. Salute. All right, brother. Many blessings. All right. Take care. DC the brain supreme. And my brain man Steve Rowland. We're kicking so the much flow. knowledge, man. So much knowledge. I love that. I love that. Dude, I think I, I think I done that song at, at karaoke, man. I'm a beast with it, man. Like it's such a look, even for us, dude. Let's say, you know, life with his song has come full circle. For me, yeah. I'm just sitting back, like looking at God and just life in general. You know, you know, 1993, 1994, remember where you were. You know, oh, what society was like. And then yeah. did you ever think that you'd be on a podcast call with the the like a megastar at the at the, the moment? Megastar. You're recite you're learning his lyrics. You're printing you're writing them out. You're learning yeah. the song so you can get it down. And then, you know, thirty years later now, at this point, um, yeah. you know, we're on a call with him, picking his brain and and this is one person that's happened so much, even with this podcast and just life in general and opportunity. I think it's something about we, you know, back then people, because they were stars, they were like, un, it, they seemed unreachable because they were on TV and they were, on, right. they were coming from this magical boom box or this radio or this tape. And there was a huge pedestal, but these are regular people like us. Yeah. They're reachable. Yeah, it, that, that's what's so powerful about it. And it's beautiful because you see two sides of it. You see the grandeur, the grandeur. I love how he said, I can go into a room and be as big as I want to be, but then come back to being my just regular self. And so that, like, there is a link of hope with that to say whatever, whoever's watching here, you may have a vision, you may have a sense of grandeur, you know, you know, that old movie line, I could have been a contender. I think everybody has that on the inside of them. It's few people that just follow that yellow brick road all the way to its full bloom. But like, there's both sides. Like, so whoever's got vision out there right now, you're looking at this, these are only seeds to your fulfillment of your greatness. But then remember the other side, they're just regular people like you. They put their pants on the same way you do. They 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 have to take care of themselves every day. They got to brush their teeth yeah. for their breath. Their breath gonna stink. <laughs> yeah. They got to do life. And uh, we're all involved in doing this life. Uh, and we have glimpses of greatness. And then we have glimpses of just, just everyday, regular, humble life. And that's yeah. really cool. Man, really cool. And, and his gratitude, you know, so huge. Like my wife said, you know, we seen we. I, mean, I remember first I hearing the commercial like oh dun dun dun. You hear that that baseline dun 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 dun. My wife was like, listen, what sold that commercial and what makes it so cool is the smiles on their yes. face, and they are having a blast doing that commercial. So their smiles yeah, and just yeah. know, knowing that they're having fun again. The nostalgia, the nostalgia by itself is amazing. Nostalgia with a smile. In the pandemic, when everything's been doom and gloom pandemic. and darkness, what happens tomorrow? Where are we today? Listen, anything that, that takes your mind off of that stuff and makes you smile, man, yeah. and that was like a timely piece, you know, content out there that yeah. relieves some of the pressure um, that everybody's been going through and this smile and fun, joyous every time it comes on. Oh, dude. Every time, the, kid, the babies are dancing and the mothers are and dancing. 
by the time he throws those sprinkles in the air and he says sprinkles does the LeBron James yeah. sprinkles, it's over. You are smiling. <laughs> you yeah. are smiling on the inside out. And I like how you said that because the funny thing about hip hop, hip hop is so intense. It's this direct, you know, the, the voice is the first instrument anyway. And so the MC uses one of the most powerful communication, you know, methods is the, the voice yeah. and actual words. So it's, it's super intense and, and something to be that intense. We don't smile all the time. I, I remember uh, when I first, you know, did one of our, our first albums way back 30 years ago, too. And I ran into a, a record exec later on. And he said, you know, you guys could have sold a lot more records. And, and you know, we did fairly well. But, you know, he was like, you know, I'm going to tell you how you could sell sold more records. And we were talking and I was smiling. And he said that right there. And I was like, what? He was like, you never smiled in none of your albums. Trying to be hard, the hip hop. Oh, you remember that back in the day. Man, listen, like, one, of my, be one of my best pictures, at, at, we did a photo shoot and we were yeah. in between and we were telling jokes, because I'm always laughing. Yeah, I didn't know yes. pictures. Um, right. We're laughing and pitch, I'm looking hard and looking up and all this kind of stuff. And my buddy snagged a picture of me. We're telling the joke and he's, he's doing the Photoshop, pop, I mean, photo shoot. And then he looks at me, he's like, he said, yeah, that's the one. That's the one I caught you in a genuine smile. We were telling a joke and you laughed. And literally, uh, it was on the back of my first book. It's like, you know, we caught a moment, man. And, you know. Yeah, you know, I I, I I like to say it like, remember, and I don't know those of that are in the church world, if you've seen any of like when pictures first came out and even when they drew pictures of different uh, speakers, pastors, uh, popes, uh, like prominent men and women of God that were these prominent, they always had this, I call it the ice grill look. They had this mean mug, just, it's like, I'm serious about God. I'm serious about the Lord. I'm serious about the things of God. And it was this, it was this grill. It reminds me the same way of Rakim that when he first came out, I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I throw it down, make sure it's broke. There, there is a side of artistry where it's like, it's intense. I'm serious about my art. This is for real. I'm serious. I ain't playing. And, and it has its place. But there is something altogether life-giving when you see an artist smile and see them enjoying life. And here's a dude 30 years later. Yeah. And he's able to smile and able to bring a smile yeah. to all of us. So yeah, man, that's what's Do you know, let me ask you this. I don't know how much you know about this. And and I could, maybe you know, because you're a student of of hip hop, but not everyone knows this. And I think I just found out, like I remember the music of the time. I remember that song. Yeah. You remember there was another version of that by another group that came out at the same time, right? No. I, what? He's speaking of, he he was, I wanted to go into it, but you know, we've covered so much, but you were speaking of the lawsuits. Well, I don't because I wanted to get his take on it. And uh, so I don't know. But there's there, there's a, a YouTube uh, page called Height the Great, H-E-I-T, the Great. Mm-hmm. And so he covers a lot of down south music, Master P, and he gives you like backstories and he does a really good job. Love that guy's channel. Yeah. But he mm-hmm. did one about the two versions of Woot. There it is. 95- did he do Woot? Did the other dude do Woot? W-H-O-O-T? Woot and Woomp, there it is. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Now, they, yes. now listen, now, I don't know the story, but they're lo- yeah. supposedly they settled out of court. N- supposedly from 95 South side, they said it was 95 South. 
you know, we had we had tag team, 95 tag South team, and 69 95 Boys. South. And 69 Boys, and, uh, that was it. And so and 95 was, South. Booty shaking music. It was yeah. all day in Florida. <laughs> so they, they claimed that they did it first. They wow. claim that he, he says this in the interview that they went to the, they they the used club. the same studio. Oh same studio. So they go in there and they leave with their masters. Like when you leave with your masters on, when it's recorded on a loop on on on, yes. on tape, and you take the whole project with you. He said yeah. it was the first time that they used um um Pro Tools and they yeah. didn't know that the session because they left with a CD. They didn't know oh, that the session was still snap. on the computer. So they say that tag team goes in there and uh, and hears the song and samples some of it and comes up with their own version in the same studio. Now they wow. ended up like settling out, out of court. Remember he said, we didn't go into great detail, but he said, you know, we settled out of it because I didn't want to pay the lawyers and stuff, which is true. Yeah, like yeah. they're going to yeah. get your money and Sure, come sure. out with a little bit. So as far That's as royalties deep. and using right. things, I would have loved to kind of go deeper into that, but uh, but we didn't get to do it. But a lot of people don't know. You kind of, in, in your mind, it's kind of like a Mandela effect, the two kind of mixed, that there was only one yes. song. But say, like, hold on, I remember <laughs> a faster, upbeat version, but tag team's version, whether it was first or second, whatever, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. The lyrics, the cadence, everything, perfect song. There's a reason yeah. why there is the reason why they're they're in the commercial. True. And the other groups And the guys aren't. are not. That's There's a so, reason so, why. So Songwriting, cadence, yeah. um, even the verses that are, you know what I'm saying? Tag team back again. Like that's right. all of that's that right. stuff sticks all with you. All is memorable. There's a great book I got and I, I gotta find it. There's they even said their name in it, like marketing and SEO. Tag team back again. Yeah. DC, the brand supreme, and Steve Rowland. Like they're giving you. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to Google who said it. Like no, they're giving no, you they their put, name. They're embedding it all in. And once again, going back, that's what hip hop is. Hip hop uses words, the first instrument ever, and it's giving you all of this information. Like that's why, in my opinion, like so many kids that were quote unquote not from the hood. Now, now those of you that are watching, you don't know. Truth Seeker is genuine hood. He I'm not is from the trailer real. park. It's the, it's the same real. thing. But, it, but, 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 it's, but it's kids of all colors. And, 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 you know, we were one of the first groups, especially possibly because we were a Christian group. We saw a lot more diversity embraced. Yeah. Uh, but I knew white kids that were just straight shown up hood kids. And then I know new kids that were not, but they, they, they like immersed into hip hop. Yeah. And they they like downloaded the information. And what's cool about hip hop was that it's not just lyrics; it's actually the the emotional content. Remember that movie, uh, what Enter the Dragon, where Bruce Lee told the guy, "Kick me this time with emotional content. Mm -hmm. You don't just kick me just because that's what I'm supposed to do." Roundhouse kick. No, you got to put emotional content in it. And there is so much. Get this. I believe there's metadata inside spoken words. And so all of the metadata of the emotional content, I think these kids were downloading and they were taking they were taking lessons how to become hood. They were taking lessons how to become thuggish, how to become ruggish, how to become like all of that that it embodied. And so that is very, very interesting, uh, your story, man, about uh, the tag team whoop. There it is. Thank you for sharing that. I gotta, I gotta go check Watch that, that out. Watch that video, Height, Height the Great. Um, 
Hype the Great. Yeah, it's uh, really good. So he, he covers a lot. You know, I'm a big Master P fan anyway, so yes, he, covers, yes, he covers a lot of that stuff. Um, Bro, I was just in New Orleans this past weekend. I know. About You're P. close, man. Oh, my gosh. It was beautiful. Hey, are you on the computer? Do you, or you have the computer pulled up too? Yeah, I'm up, I'm up online, yeah. Okay, I'm fixing to send you a link because we're talking about emotion and I want to kind of, the first thing that popped in my head was was this video. I'm going to send you a link on Zoom. Okay. Um, click this link and it should pull up something where you can watch a video with me. Okay, so, cool. Okay, go I got this. So that. you want me to click on the link? Yeah, click that link. It's going to pull it up. Okay. And then people are going to be able to watch with us because i'm going to show you okay, like watch a reaction. gather do i do join yeah. the room join the room i think so yeah truth man you 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 own this this technology bro i'm trying to catch up man i'm Come trying on. dude i'm trying all right okay so, so i push close uh play or you push play i'm gonna push play okay cool so, okay. and it's showing on the screen too so you're talking about um emotion now this is uh a music video that they were filming for and little Boosie, little Boosie. Yeah. One of the greatest Southern rappers of our day. He, yes, uh, he's controversial, funny as heck. You know, he, um, put out a, like an APB on his, um, why is this not working? It's saying install an extension. Yeah. I shouldn't have to though. Um, he put out this thing, man, what is going on? Let me, let me grab a different video where he um, asked, he was looking for somebody to be in his music video, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was gonna pay them 500 bucks. Weird, why is it yeah, not working? It, yeah, it keeps, it's, it blocked again. Huh. He was gonna pay him 500 bucks to let, let them slap him. <laughs> video is age restricted oh lord that's why oh got it all got of them it. age restricted <laughs> lord jesus so with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let me just try this. Was that the, was that the, um, the, um, um, the Woot? No, it's the, um. Oh, this was the thing on emotion. Yeah, emotion. Yeah, so, um, hmm, that's so weird. I'm going to try it one more time. I don't know why it's not playing. Tell something about age restriction. What the heck is that? Okay, I think something is playing now. It's playing now. I think 
That ain't it. That ain't it? Oh, okay, cool. I was saying age restriction. Okay, well, I'm going to show it on my screen. Um, okay. You, I guess, watch it with me. So let's just okay. do that. I'm going to send you this link too. So just watch it. Watch it with me. So here's the chat. Boom. Okay. There we go. All right. I'll watch it and I'm going to put it on. Uh, well, you won't hear it anyway. From okay. Mine. So I'll put it on mute. Yeah. And three, two, one, push play. We'll watch it together. You want me to pump a rapper? You can't rap. Um, how you going to tell me you're a goddamn rapper? Who's going to with you, man? Boosie and the baby. So they ended up, he put out a thing on Instagram, was like, listen, whoever lets me slap them in the video, I will give you $500, but it's going to be a real slap. I want it to look real. And so they, they gave him 500 plus they he took him. Oh, I got a couple dollars. That was a baptism. That's what we call that of a baptism and slap. So emotion. The reason I showed this emotion. Like we could have faked the slap. Hey, when I do this, turn your head. He said, No, no, right. no. I'm gonna pay you extra because I really want to slap you. That's gonna be in the video. I want you to talk down to me and I'm gonna give you everything I got. Ooh. Emotion. Emotion. And and think about how much of that is captured. Think about how much of that is reflected to others who like. I mean, if those folks saw my face, when I first saw, I was, ooh. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? Everybody will. Y'all and so, how many people like respond and react to that emotion? Like, you know how they say that we have a brain. Uh, brain gene we have like uh what is it where those type of genes that are reflection genes where mm -hmm. so in other words two babies are in a crib and one baby starts crying the other baby starts crying simply because it sees that other baby crying yeah and they say that that is that is like deep within our structure how we are like sympathetic genes or something yeah, where we reflect one another. So yeah. imagine that emotion. So imagine all that is placed, like the metadata inside hip hop, hip hop, yeah. which to me also the other side of that, like that's nothing to be afraid of and to be like, oh, that's why it's the devil. No, it's showing us that when you put good positive hip hop out there, when you do spiritual ideas and spiritual truths, the metadata that's packed within it that's why somebody can hear your song. True, I mean, to this day, when I put on I Am, that's church for me. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I put that on, and it's like, it's so much more than just the lyric. Like, like when they first started teaching, that I heard about this when I was doing my whole project on, on uh, the script. What they would teach uh, young Jewish boys the whole Torah in order to go through a bar mitzvah, they had to, to memorize the Torah. The way they memorize it was through song yep. and through rhyme. Cadence. Cadence. So it's so much more. They and used it's to teach funny. the same way. Yeah. Teaches the same way. So so when you say a lyric, like I'll say one of your lyrics, and it takes me back to when I first learned it. Yeah. It also adds into what I'm feeling at the moment. So the next time I say the lyric, like all of that is folded within. And, and then not only that, that's just my experience of it. I feel the metadata from when you wrote that map, that lyric. 
just like yeah. i mean anything else whether it's you know that's something spiritual that it's like you know what i'm saying and a very high vibrational stuff but the negative stuff yes. i hate you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna get you sucker like you can yeah. feel where a lot of that's coming from the oppression the the bitterness yes. and there was a band i just got to interview brian head welch a friend of mine um their band corn like there was yeah. this was like the first this guy in their music they he was singing about being raped by neighbors and why my dad didn't do anything and these right. are Larry's crying wise if you watch it'll give you chills to watch the video yeah. of them recording it he's crying in the studio screaming at the mic and just he's in a trace going in going in it is super emotional but mm. to be able to capture that and feel it and guess what if you've ever been abused if anyone's ever taken advantage of you and you oh. hear that maybe not even in that way maybe in other ways you are listening to someone vent uh, because yes. of they've been you know overlooked and made fun of and he's got they covered a lot of those subjects and put it into music and mm. he got one song literally the song is called faggot and it's about yeah. people making fun of him calling him gay and thinking he was gay and getting beat up by like the jocks at school and stuff like that it's like listen if you've been through that they're one of the biggest bands ever corn yeah corn. Um, because they've yeah. been able to bottle and capture the emotion, emotion. it was a different and, emotion Different emotions. Uh, well, and, and then speak on the behalf of people that don't know necessarily how to articulate that emotion, but they hear it from corn and they're like, that's it. Mm. Yes. He understands me. He understands me. Well, I mean, what is the gospel? Come on, man. He understands Say me. Say it. Say it. He and knows then, my these name. Were guys, these were these were guys that were underprivileged. Uh, hung out with a Jewish rabbi in the backwaters, back countries. Uh, and then they went to Rome and to India and to all of these places. And they would just sit up and tell stories of hanging with this dude for three years. But it was something so enfolded and impact within it that people were like, I got to know more. I got to know more. Yeah, man. That's something. Capturing the emotion, like making people feel something. We talk about movies and stuff too. Like I like the horror genre, right? Um, mm -hmm. I like comedy. I like family yeah. movies, but the best are the movies that that embody all of those things. You're oh, on a, like a roller coaster ride yeah. while watching this movie. You're crying. Then there's like weird social commentary. The movie Get yeah. Out. Some oh. people, oh, I didn't like the movie. Dude, I went to the theaters and watched watched it, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and I'm yeah. watching it thinking that they kidnapped a bunch of black people and they're going to make them, they're selling them as slaves, modern-day slaves. And it's like, you know, the height of these riots and stuff that was going on in our yes. country. And he's speaking mm -hmm. to that through analogy, and it was getting really tense in the theater, and then they hit you with a joke, comedic relief. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow, yeah. I see. What and you and then think about like how many needed that that relief of the tension because they were all feeling it. Yeah. And see, this goes back to in 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 this is weird, but I'm I'm just I'm rabbit trailing with you because this is so good. This goes back to the point that the whole thing on demonology and your whole pieces on demons, because think about I'm so tense, I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable, everybody's feeling uncomfortable, a joke happens and we all laugh together. That's like an open door. 
that that like pulls us in. We're all we're all in a kind of a a a, a complexion of complexity of mm-hmm. memory and of thought, and we're all on the same page. Like the scripture talks, all in one accord and in one place, and we're all there. And I think that that spiritual entities often look for those emotional open doors. You know, and that's 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 great spirits. That's guiding spirits. That's that's positive spirits, as well as negative spirits. You know, I I think honestly, we give the negativity just too much ground space. And and, and I've come to the point personally that I, I appreciate just like you said, I love how you put it out that often those negative entities are there to teach lessons. Mm-hmm. you know uh so i look at it as understanding through contrast yeah so it's yeah. like it's through the contrast now i say oh that's why i should have been doing this i'll never touch that hot stove again yes <laughs> because yeah. i remember the burn yeah you know so so it's like these these negative entities they look for open doors positive entities look for open doors or if you could take it higher the higher self in all of us is looking for doors or pathways to go through to get us back to oneness. That's it. To learn the lesson, man. Um, the- some some comedic relief, and I and I will um I'll probably make a snippet out of this, but a, a quick yeah. backstory on me and and Joshua Flume and the Goth- Gothic Mystic filming <laughs> the documentary that we put out on the mysticcircle.net. It's available yeah. there. Um, there's a blooper and I'm, I'll probably make it a snippet and put it out cause it's yeah. hilarious, but we're talking about this really deep subject matter, you know, demons, how they get access to you. And, but when we're talking about sleep paralysis, so I'm behind mm-hmm. the camera and we're kind of coaching back and forth and stuff and, and taking notes. And I was like, yeah, man, touch on this. And he's like, okay. So he goes in on uh sleep paralysis. He's like, listen, people, this is what people or uh, he said, uh, people are waking up in the middle of the night and beings are coming into their room and he's getting really intense with it. He says, this is something that people all across the globe are experiencing. And I kind of cut him off in cadence this is how I do. I say, hey, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Can you go back and say that again? But say, this is how people all across the flat earth, but say it and not miss a beat. <laughs> this is how people no, all across flat earth are experiencing. It was like, just kind of throw it in there. And we, we like cracked up and wasted like five minutes of tape trying to, trying to, you know, com- get our composure and stuff. Sure. He couldn't keep a straight face every time he had to mention it again. He didn't do it, but it was hilarious to, to interject that. And, uh, but yeah, I'll probably make that a blooper and put it out. Oh, yeah, but it took yeah, him a yeah. while to get straight face and get serious again after that comedic relief, you know? <laughs> That's a trip, man. That's funny. That's good. That's good. Hey, you can put that out and still get some more YouTube followers. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, comedic relief for sure. Yeah, I'll put it out. I'll put it out because it ain't nowhere else. No, I'm so. talking about the I'm put out the flat Earth version of it all across the flat Earth. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There, I think there's people in the chat right now just like, yeah, he gets it. He knows. He gets it. He's he there. <laughs> it's huge, but uh, but yeah, that was that was fun. Um. But dude, we got a um, we have a talk coming up soon. Be, you know, you got yeah. an album coming out that you're working on. You're going to be featured on my new album. I don't have a lot of features, just so people know. But wow, Fred's man. one of them. So Fred bro, sent me I'm, a verse. I'm honored, bro. I'm honored. I'm mad honored. I am. I am. I you you blessed me in the last what three to five years that I've been following you, and it's been no about four years. Uh, I found out about you. I was living in San Diego and found out about you, and I was like. 
who is this dude? And I started looking at your discography and I was like, this cat is deep with it. And, and I was at a place in my life where uh, my, my, my spiritual journey, I, I knew that my spirit was calling for more. I was, I, I need more. Is the, the, the story that the institutionalized church became too small. And God is just too big. If there's anything that we know about God, he is the greatest escape artist. He allows boxes to be built that he can break out of, you know, over and over and over again. And so when I, I just, I fell in love with what you're doing. And uh, and, and then, uh, you know, we did an interview once and you were like, yeah. yeah, man, we should do something. And when you said we should do something, if you went back to the tape and saw it, I, I froze. Cause I was like, bro, I can't do that. Oh man, I respect, man, but I am not there, there anymore. I did, and 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 just over the years of listening, I've been encouraged and, and embraced, and just saying, yeah, do do what's in you, do the art, you'll go come back in. And so it was really a pleasure to to get on this track with you and do some things, man. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's definitely going to be fire. I'm looking forward to this new album. Yeah, the album's going to be good. Your project that you're working on, you're blending hip hop and meditation together. And, uh, and and you have a project you're working on called The Hum. And mm -hmm. uh, and you're raising money for it right now. You have a GoFundMe out. Uh, where can people find that? Let's go ahead and plug that too, because sure. you definitely well, need some help that, getting that the out there. Plug. Yeah, you can just go, uh, any. you can search. Now I got to get like my man DC. I am not at that level. But if you type, if you type in flinch mob on Instagram, IG, or on Facebook, uh, you can find me there in the sacred hum is right there on my page. Or you can type in the sacred hum Fred Lynch, and you'll find it. But basically, my hope, my goal, my my dream is to take two of my favorite expressions, this ancient expression of contemplative, you know, meditation, all of the great religions incorporated meditation. And so Christianity, Judaism, all of those that see sacred. So I love that whole idea of contemplative and being sacred and, and, and settling on the sacred. But then I love hip hop. I have, I grew up, I, I remember being four, 12, 13 years old, listening to Sugar Hill Gang for the first time. And, you know, and back in the, the late 80s, late, what, late 70s, early 80s, early 80s, early 80s, late 70s, 78, 79, cleaning my mom's, cleaning our living room, listening to uh, Rapper's Delight and had to learn the lyrics so I could be the first to go back to school the next day and quote all these lyrics just for cool points, you know, and, and, and fell in love with what hip hop is. And I love those two communities and seeing them come together. Hip hop is at a place where it has to grow up. We've drilled down as far as we can into the negative, And we see, I mean, how many more, you know, drip beats do we, and uh, concepts do we need to talk about? We've exhausted the ideas of, of darkness. Now, I believe just like a, 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 a plastic, uh, a plastic uh, what is that, rubber ducky that goes down into the tub as far as it can go, the moment we release, it's going to shoot back up into light because there is so much more that we can delve into when it comes to positivity, the light, yeah. and, and where hip hop can help take us to that place of deep meditation and deep knowing, deep knowing, resonance, knowing, and that all happens is something that we all have is a hum all of us can hum and in that humming and that frequency that you're going to talk about on this new album it's like it's in that frequency where it's face to face with God you you don't need a bunch of institutions you can sit there right where you are and begin to hum an old gospel tune and you'll feel 
you, you heck, you can hum all corn to him and still feel him. Mm-hmm. He's in the hum. That's He's good. in the hum. And so I, I'm, I'm excited about doing it. For sure, man. Well, we got to, we have a, again, like you said, we have a talk that we did probably two years ago. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Time is really weird to me. Um, but probably two years ago, if you guys go look up Fred Lynch, just go to truthsticker.com, type in Fred Lynch, and the show will pop up. We're going to do another talk here in, uh, I think, two weeks or so. So Fred will yeah. be back on with me for a full uh, episode diving into this project and di- diving into spirituality and evolution and um, all that good stuff. So it's going to be good. Fred, appreciate you coming on, hanging out with me, man. I, I didn't know who, I, th- there was no one else that came to mind when I was like, you, you know what, Dude, since that, I want to pay it gift, forward, man. Bro. What a gift. If I, you were interviewing I, I him, like I would say, hey man, let me get a question. Yes, in, I would know. have, man. That Bro, I just thank you. What a gift, man. I'm good all week long. <laughs> I got the last week and now I got, I got to hang out with DC. I'm good. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, peace and shalom, everybody. We're going to go ahead and end this episode. Listen, if you want to support, you can go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. If you want to tap into a community of uh, like-minded people, a little bit bigger, deeper stuff that we're building here, doing Sunday morning breath work, Thursday night prayer. Uh, other people are doing breath work on, we have Wednesday night. We got a couple's discussion on Tuesday nights, the Mystic Circle podcast on Monday. We're all over the place, but we're trying to bring stuff every night. And there's a bunch of really cool stuff there available now. You can start a seven-day free trial by going to the mysticcircle.net. Listen, I've been working really hard on it. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. Go check it out. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. We'll do it again very soon, guys. Peace, peace. You're so much higher than mine So much higher than mine So much deeper than mine So much deeper than mine Well that does it for this episode folks To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker Podcast Head over to truthseeker.com And if you're wanting to support the show And get rewards Go to our Patreon page At patreon.com forward slash truthseeker Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.